Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it's here. Or should I say, I am. everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hoffy Coffee Cast. Of course, I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I am Reese Jones. And we are continuing our discussion of the MCU Phase 3 with Part 2, looking at Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and finishing off with Spider-Man Far From Home. So we're going to do, like, obviously our review, as we always did with his uh, MCU films. And then finishing off with Spider-Man Far From Home. Then we're going to talk about our post-credit scenes and our favourite post-credit scenes. I think there's not as much post-credit scenes in this. We could talk about like in this episode. Yeah. Um, for that, and also we could talk about our favourite Stanley cameos as well. And then we're going to uh, yeah. finally finish off by rating our favourite um, Phase Three films. So bring it all full cool, circle. Cool. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so we it all be lead up to this, isn't it? That's always that's, yeah. that's how I always said to myself when uh, before Infinity War came out. So all of this, uh, you know, I think it's best we start with Infinity War as well. Yeah. Like I was kind of when I was first starting to like do split these phases, I was like, oh, don't do like Black Panther stuff, Black Panther. But for like Black Panther is like kind of st- like a set up film. Not just for like Black Panther, but also Black Panther, but also for Infinity War as well. So oh, yeah. I feel like it's fair we start with Infinity War. So yeah, so ready to go into it? Yep. But yeah, so um, ready, steady. Yeah, ready, steady. So um, we, so let's start with um, Infinity War. So Avengers: Infinity War, the 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 biggest ensemble of actors and actresses in any film I've ever seen and also the big ensemble in like superheroes I've yeah. ever seen. And you, this... you have to like say yeah like, it was with the cast that big, right? You'd think like it would be very messy. Yeah. But no, no. And obviously this came out in 2018, straight after yeah. Black Panther and directed by the Russo Brothers. Of course Russo Brothers did uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. And people people very really, did, did, but before this came out, did you think that the it was going to go well, or do you think that like, it's going to be a bit of a mess? Like, do you have that kind of one side thinking, mm, like, with this? Yeah, I had like high hopes, but I, I, in the back of my mind, I had like nagging feelings where I was like, oh, I know, like, somehow it's going to be really messy. Yeah, but like, hopefully, seeing these characters on screen will make it better. Yeah, yeah, you know, we'll like, uh, we'll appraise it, you know, uh. Pretty well, just make it like better for a better, uh, a better viewing experience. But yeah, it, it, I don't know. It was very tight. It was, and I, I liked how it was sort of um, very well written in that they grouped off like certain characters and characters which you wouldn't think would work well together. Yeah, yeah. Def- Case in point. Yeah, Thor, Groot, and yeah. Uh, Rocket. Yeah, so very good. So yeah, we need to go through the, quickly. We go through like those groups. So 
Yeah. So we have um, on Titan, pretty much like this is like the Titan group. So we had like Star Lord, yeah. Star Lord, um, Nebula. Yeah, Star Lord, Nebula, uh, Drax, uh, Groot. Oh no, 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 sorry. Um, yeah, Drax, and then we have then. I think Mantis is there. As Mantis well. is there. Spider Man, yeah. Doctor Strange, and uh, Iron Man. Yep. Yep. And then we've got the um, the gods, the tree, and the uh, raccoon. So for rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 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 Um, for Rocket and Groot, baby Groot. No, teenage Groot. I've got about teenage Groot. And then we also have um, on, it's like there's three teams, isn't it? Like this. Yeah. yeah. So on the other one, we have like um, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Vision, Captain America, Black Widow, um, Hulk, Bruce, Bruce Banner, um, T'Challa. Oh, as, um, uh, the War Machine. Yeah, War well. Machine's there as well. Yeah, T'Challa. Um, uh, just go through it. Sorry, Falcon, uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, Okoya, which is Okoi, which is a Danali Guru's character. We have yeah. we have got also um uh what's, we've got Latita writer Shuri. And oh, yeah, Shuri. Yeah, yeah, and and uh and also you've got Winston Duke's uh Mubaku. If there's any other Mubaku, Mubaku yeah. is anything I left out because I feel like I'm I, I think remember. That's it. So actually yeah. before we start off, I think we should just go through all the characters that are in this. Just so it's like yeah. refreshing our mind, so we don't have to like think, mm. rethink about like who's yeah. in the film. So, I, did you think it was really funny? It was just like Wong is like, oh yeah, I'm out by the way. I'm not like, yeah, he's, I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing. It's like, I'm, protect, okay. I'm protecting the sanctum. It's like I'm, yeah, I'm it's out like, of this. Like, okay, bye then. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck this shit. I'm out. Um, so um, we start. We've got Robert Down Jr. as Tony Stark. We have got um, Thor, Bruce Banner, Hulk, Captain America. Black Widow, War Machine, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Gamora, Nebula, Loki, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Heimdall, Okoi, Itri, Itri, um, Peter Dinklage's character, the dwarf, like, it's very... Oh, yeah, yeah, Itri. Itri, yeah. yeah. Wong, Wong, Mantis, Drax, Groot, Rocket, Pepper Potts, The Collector, Thanos, Star Lord, huh. Star Lord, um, uh, Secretary of State Ross Shuri, and then we got Ebony Mao, we got Cull Obsidian, we got Proxima Midnight, and then we have got Corvus, Corvus uh, Glaive, and obviously oh, then, Glaive, yeah, Glaive, yeah. and then we got Mumbaku. We have then got Friday. We've got Ned, yeah, um, and obviously we got can't forget. Uh, Red Skull, Stonekeeper, this time betrayed Ooh. by Ross Marquand. So that was a very uh, surprise. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, that was. I really enjoyed. I'm glad that. I wasn't spoiled yeah. like before going in as well. I mean, I, I didn't even know he wasn't uh, Hugo Weaving. I thought it was Hugo Weaving. He it sounds like he's put like a human weaving yeah. style voice on for it. Yeah. But it was, it was it was always like question like, well, what happened to Red Skull? Was he alive? Yeah. Was he dead? But. Yeah. He's he's stuck in um yeah oh, what's that place he's uh, cursed essentially yeah where, where is that, um, that planet he's on oh, I, I want to call it like Vancor or something yeah. oh, that might be from uh, Star Wars Van- Vandor 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 that's it Vandor that's it yeah he's um he's protecting the Soul Stone yeah 
Yeah. Which is like ironic, isn't it? I lead those to a treasure I can never possess. Right, also, so, right, we, the, before we talk about like where we stone, where we, um, these infinity stones are yeah. in the beginning. So, yeah. Time Stone, we, Time Stone we, is Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. Um, then we've got the Power Stone, which is in, uh, well, that, that's just been taken by Thanos. Yeah, but I was originally it, in, um, Xandar. Uh, Xandar, yeah. Zandar. Uh, off, off screen, like yeah, yeah. destroyed Xandar. Yeah, and then we've got, oh, what, and then we got, yeah, the Power Stone, the uh, Time Stone, Doctor Strange. Then we've got the Mind Stone, and that is with Vision. Yeah. And then we've got the Ether, which is. Uh, the Collector had it. The Collector had it. And so, so that's five or four we've gone through. Uh, that, was, that was four, right? That's four. And then. Um, you have the time stone. Sorry, you have the space stone, which yeah. is uh, in the tesseract. In the, in the tesseract, yeah, was taken by Thanos from Loki. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have the soul stone, which is obviously here we go. Here we go. Sorry, we got, yeah. There. So we got yeah, space stone, tesseract. Um, I was good. Yeah. So yeah, we got reality stone, time stone, soul yeah. stone, power stone, and mind stone. Yeah. And uh, oh, good. This yeah, yeah. Here we go. Get up now. I do forget these things. There's so much to yeah. remember this movie, especially when it like it's been a while since I've seen it. Like, uh, yeah. Um, so, do you think that this film is basically like the, the Thanos film? Because it, he, arguably, he is the protagonist. Uh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think he's probably the most sympathized and empathetical villain. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In like written, like not just yeah. in, well, one of them. I feel like he's yeah. the most like, yeah, sympathetic yeah. villain in like a, in any yeah. kind of book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, you, uh, you have to like look at like compared to like other MCU villains or just villains in general. You know, it's like I want I want to defeat the the heroes because I'm evil. Blah, you know, he's not like he thinks he's the hero. But like when um when we first got met met him in post credit scenes of. The Avengers, and then obviously he appears yeah. in Guardians, and then also he appears in the post-credit scene for um, Age of Ultron. We think that he's like this. Obviously, he's the Mad Titan. He's just managed like, yeah. or oh, want the powers because, or oh, power, I've got power. But then yeah. you delve more into it, and it's a big, like kind of approach uh, allegory to um, when the population, uh, how yeah. when yeah. population gets too big, resources get scared. Yeah gets scarce and yeah he is trying to basically limit the population so he could yeah. save pretty much the universe to yeah. be honest do, do you agree that he's basically uh he's being cruel to be kind yeah yeah but also also remember that like uh, this may turn some kind of like you know eyebrows but like um he he doesn't want to kill people like, oh no, no, he, he, I agree. he only kills people who gets in his way. So, like, obviously, he kills Heimdall and Loki, but because they get in his way, like, yeah, and and obviously, yeah, he doesn't want to kill people. Like, he stabs well, Tony Stark. Well, you can see he doesn't want to kill Gamora, no, but he has to. And, like, that point where like he's crying and he, and he drops when he drops Gamora, he doesn't want to kill her, but because yeah. she's his favorite daughter, yeah, um. But he doesn't want to do it, but he has to, and like, yeah. it's like sacrificing a life for like for the greater good. Like, exactly, you're yeah. sacrificing yeah. a life to save yeah. like thousands. You, you, well, billions, billions, it? billions, yeah. Like, um, 
I know it's very like twisted logic. Like you, you, you might think of like Thanos as like, um, yeah, either mad or like maybe sociopathic. He he truly thinks that he is like this altruistic being, and well, maybe it's like due to like people telling him that he's wrong, you know, because obviously he shows Titan what he once was, and it's like you do feel like this 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 villain does want to do good, yeah, but his methods, yeah, are evil, yeah. So he must yeah. be stopped. So then you are you are, as the as the uh, or, or the audience you are torn because at the end of the day you want your your favorite characters to win you know, your heroes, but you, there's that feeling in the back of your mind going do it, snap your fingers, do it because you want to see what happens. And the film, fair play to the uh, to the film, it actually did it. Yeah, yeah, and probably I mean, what... they could have easily like not done it. And it, and. And like once it snaps, it cuts to white, and then yeah. like, and then obviously then falls like, oh, what have you done? And then it's like, oh, what happened? And then suddenly you see people disappear, and you're like, oh shit! And yeah. then it cuts to the credits, and and this is the first time in MCU film where you haven't got the heroic super superhero yeah. music, and you got all the title, the screens, just like always heroic, like um, like depictions of like of the characters and stuff it cuts to like black screen white credits and the theme by Alan Silvestri his score for this this um for this um film it's so amazing it's, it's, yeah it's Thanos's theme right yeah well the theme yeah. if you it's, it's called Infinity War yeah. on the album but that's yeah and that's I basically called Porch no is no no no, no no that the Porch is the one where he's that's only like a short, like minute, right? Um, ah. Songs soundtrack theme of him, like um, just watching out into. Yeah. He retires then, like he's like, I'm done. Yeah. Like I've done what I need to do. I'm going to retire. Yeah. But then, and then next, like, do do you think that he's like a sort of exile as well? Yeah, he's ex he's exiled yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. But ah. he's done what he must, and through like his conversation with Doctor Strange, well, he's he's basically trying to. Um, Avenge Titan. Yeah, he's trying to avenge um, t- Titan, his his world, and he's like, I don't want this happen yeah. to any other worlds and stuff. But he knows about the you know Tony Stark about the Avengers and stuff. He knows they're going to be against him and they're going to stop him. Yeah, but like yeah. he has to like fight them like anyways. Yeah, but it's like it's it's like it's more like you have to be in that person's shoes to understand it. And I don't think the Avengers fully understood what yeah. Thanos meant, because obviously you bear in mind, apart from like the guardians and stuff, uh, yeah. really the Avengers all just be on earth. So yeah. they don't know what it's like, like across mm. universities, other planets and stuff. Whilst yeah. the guardians still might understand, but you know, it's like all about like, they, have, they haven't like dealt with the hardship Thanos has faced. Oh no, no. I mean, and I think that's why Thanos is a more is more sympathetic than the yeah, actual characters yeah. because he's willing to give up everything yeah. in order to achieve yeah. his, his aim. Yeah. Whereas the heroes, they aren't like no. they're still like hang up on like these petty squabbles that they've been yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're not willing to like set aside the, these, you know, like these petty things in order to to unite to well or. They're not willing to sacrifice anything. Like even because, the, because they're huge. Yeah, even know? the conflict between Captain America and 
I mean, Stark doesn't get resolved until Endgame. Yeah, like they're separate. Yeah, like because, in this film, because like. they're they're flawed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and they're unwilling to like put aside their problems. Yeah, but and that's why they lose. But we have to go through the deaths of this film. So um, oh my god, yeah. So yeah, so Heimdall dies. Um, Loki dies. Uh, we all thought he was gonna come back and be actually yeah. not. Well, but, he, but that theory, but that theory where like he was actually Bruce, like he he was like Bruce Banner. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a theory that he like. Changed him something to like Bruce Banner, yeah. the Hulk. Like that's why, like it was the Hulk was having that problem with Bruce Banner. But the Hulk was so like terrified of Thanos after losing to Thanos. He's like, no, I'm not coming out of my shell. Like he mm. left on his own. Yeah. This is funny because it was like, oh, like Hulk. It was interesting how that dynamic where Hulk wasn't dead to fight the battle. It was just Bruce Banner. Yeah. In like the um the Hulk Buster armor, which is quite yeah, ironic. The, the Wakanda yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it quite ironic. But um, yeah, so we have then Gamora dying. Yeah. Definitely. We then have um, we then have um, Vision dying. Dies twice. <laughs> dies twice. Yes. Dies twice. Um, it dies twice, and we have. Um, I would, would I would say like um, obviously we have the people who turn to to dust. So the snap. Yeah. So we have. Falcon, Bucky, Scarlet Witch, Spider-Man, the Guardians, the Guardians, and um, we got Groot, and that, that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, we got we got obviously like, like um, um, Latita has turned gone into the snap as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's it. Like obviously. It, Again, like, let me know if I've got any, anyone missing out. Uh, but that's that's it. Oh, um, Doctor Strange as well. Doctor Strange. Um, oh, yeah. Forgot about that. But yeah, a lot of people died. But like the people who are definitely not coming back are Vision, Loki, yeah. Heimdall, and Gamora, and Black Widow, and Black Widow in Endgame. Yeah, 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 yeah. A whole so, like. Yeah. And, and the whole like sacrifice is such a big theme in this uh, in this film. Like we always, th- yeah. yeah, we always talk about themes and like in each of these uh, mm. Marvel films, but sacrifice is a big one. Faust is sacrifice, uh, the Avengers sacrifice, um, and all that. It's and it's, so yeah, it's just it's just amazing. Like the 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 fight scene on like Wakanda is 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 great. Like it's pretty cool. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, I like how they show sort of like how, um, like how Thanos has like these minions which are just mindless and they just, you know, they're, they're not like, they, you know, they, they don't, you don't fight them while they believe in. They're just like animals. Yeah, they're the, the children of Thanos, aren't they? Well, not those. I'm just talking about like those. I think they called the Outriders or something. Those like monsters. They oh yeah, yeah, temporary. yeah. Well, um, yeah, but you have like the, the, I think is it called like the Black Hand or like the Black Order? Yeah, yeah. Which, which are basically like, true enough. Yeah, Thanos, and they're, they're basically the bosses. They're basically the the um, the secondary bosses you fight before you get to the yeah. big boss, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, they're really cool. You know, like yeah. in films where you got like the secondary antagonist, and it's like always yeah. like a brute and something, and you got like get to yeah. him first, and yeah. then you know, like James Bond villains. You know, like you got like yeah. you remember like you had like Jaws in Henchman. henchman. Yeah. You got Jaws, who's like the secondary antagonist, the henchman. Yeah. And you have to Odd kill him first. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Those one. It's like similar to that. Like obviously, obviously in this one, and obviously, obviously, Thanos is out fighting 
um, you know, fighting at Tony Stark and all that in, on Titan. But, and then obviously Avengers, like, you need someone to, like, fight to keep them busy while they're bringing yeah. the Black Order. And if Black Order get, get killed, it's fine because, you know, that, that's what the purpose was, really, just to be in the way of the Avengers. You need someone to, and it, and it, and it, did, it did, did so well. Like, I was going to say earlier, the Russo brothers, I feel like it's good that they directed Civil War because that's kind of like a teaser. That's kind of like, and I think it must be what like Disney and Ken Feige we like testing out. And it was like, well, yeah. if the Russo brothers couldn't do Civil War rights, then then get another director for the do Infinity War. But obviously, they've yeah. shown that they can do they can do like a storyline and directing with yeah. these, you know, this the huge like various selection of characters, and it fitted so well into yeah. the story. And then that character developments that it could work. They could. It will work for Infinity War and Endgame as well. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a very tight film. Yeah. I think very. It was very cool. I, I like how sort of um, you know, I like how Thor from Ragnarok is integrated into it. How like you know he bounces off the sort of like um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it's, it's very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's very lighthearted, and sometimes it's sort of the levity sort of like takes over. Yeah. It takes prestige. Obviously, you still like you still got the funny scenes and stuff and yeah, the comedy. Yeah. But like, yeah. obviously, you know that like this is a more this is probably the darkest MCU film. Oh yeah, old, especially old them. Yeah, yeah. And even beginning like, you know, like remember, remember you have like the title call and he got like the Marvel the Marvel uh, logo and he's got like all the the upbeat music. You know what I'm on about? And, oh, the um, I think it's called the Marvel fanfare. Yeah, fanfare. Yeah, but this yeah. one's not. It's got a voice. It's got Kevin Brandon's voice, and it's like the the Asgardian like. Um, the Asgardian, uh, what was it like? The um... oh, is the statesmanship is under attack. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's... I, I never knew it was Kenneth Branagh. That's really yeah, it's, it's Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... It makes sense really to have him. He directed the first Thor movie, so that makes yeah. sense for him to uh, voice Thor's ship. That's that's really cool. Um, let me get find quickly. He's unclear. Yeah, Asgardian distress call and said, "This is the Asgardian <laughs> refuge ship. We are under attack." And in the movies that goes through, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. And then it cuts. The, the first, like, actual scene is there's dead bodies everywhere. And yep. it's like Thor has literally saved people from Asgard from their home. And yeah. straight into, yeah. as we said in the last episode, yeah. straight into the uh, into the fire. Out of the fire and pan yeah. into the fire. Uh-huh. And obviously one survived because obviously mm. um, the end game, they mm. live on Earth, like yeah. hiding on Earth. But... You know, oh, yeah, that. Um, so I, I just looked it up real quick. I was wrong. That planet where the soul storm was kept, it's called Vormir. Oh, Vormir. Not, um, That's I it. was wrong. It's, That's it's it. not uh, Vandor. That's it, Vormir. Um, I, I like the whole, um, the whole scene, the whole plot, really, with um, Thor going to uh, Nidavellir, you know, with a uh, rocket and Groot to, to, to create a new uh, weapon. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You know how they they had, they had to start up the star again. That was really cool. Um, I mean, one of the, probably the missed opportunities is when he sort of, you know, like blasts into uh, Wakanda was to play immigrant song because that that would have been that would have fit really well. I thought. I think they were used. I mean, I think it. Yeah. I think it would make it would have made it unique because it was used in full Ragnarok. If you use it, play it again, it would be it'd be like oh, like the same song yeah. again. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I like the, I like that. Um, they played the sort of like um, Avengers theme over it. That was, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and and he realized like big boy, big boss, big um, big uh, bosses in the uh, the house, and he uses lightning and destroys a bunch of enemies. Like hmm. it's like here we go, we got like um, yeah. we got hundred uh, yeah. percent four here. He's like bring me Thanos, and yeah. you know, oh, you know, it's like he's got he yeah. wants to kill Thanos because yeah. Thanos like kills a lot all his yeah. people, a lot of his friends and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I um I saw like a, a fan theory that said the whole reason why you know like when Thanos like he gets stabbed you know basically like stabbed in the stomach with uh, Stormbreaker. Oh, that's a and job. And he says that. to Thor, yeah, no, but he, say, he says to Thor, um, you know, you should have gone for the head. They reckon that uh, Thor did that basically because when he threw Mjolnir at Hela in Ragnarok, it was towards her head and she caught it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so they reckon that it's like Thor did that. I, I don't know if it's, it's real, but basically they said that he went for the stomach, really, basically, because he wanted to have like a more of like a... Well, because he'd learned from his mistakes. It also, it also like, it's, it's that thing where, like, you want, when you want to kill someone, like, if, yeah. if you got, like, a you know, in a, in a film and stuff, like, oh, you're going to go for, like, the person, the, like, your enemy and stuff, your nemesis. You want to go... You want to like kill them so like you can have to say the final word, exactly. And that's, yeah. that, that's part of it as well. And obviously, yeah. he didn't uh, chop off uh, Thanos. Yeah. He didn't go for Thanos's uh, arm. Yeah. Well, that's it. But <laughs> I told you, you die for that. <laughs> awesome. You should have gone for the head. It's like yeah. no, in the snaps. Oh, God, I was like, oh, it's, it's happened, and I was like, oh my God, who's gonna die? In the cinema was dead silent. I yeah. remember it. The surprise of like, like oh, even... the, the part that hits it, and you definitely know it's like Spider Man because it's like yeah. he's the youngest there, like, and he's like, yeah. he's new to everything. And obviously, yeah, you know, the Tony Stark was supposed to protect him and stuff, like, even at the exactly, beginning, like, yeah. Tony Stark is like, oh, you know, you can't come. And Spider Man was like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be of help. And then obviously, following Tony Stark leads to Spider Man dying, even though it's not intentionally yeah. Tony Stark's fault, but like that. that but like you know, that burden is obviously that guilt is going on Tony's mind and and, and all yeah. that. And oh, you, the amount of times where you feel like oh they nearly got Thanos, like the, the one with about to take uh, about to take um, you know fans the, the the gauntlet of Thanos, and then like oh and then like Stalo's like oh, oh yeah. I'm going to yeah. like I'm going to find what happened to Gamora, and then like you know. I just, I, I, I guess some people really hate Star for doing that, but it's like, in really, realistically, you would do the same, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I, I think that's another reason why they lost is because basically, like they they're not united. They're all in it for the, their own reasons. Peter Quill was basically only doing it because he wanted to find Gamora, you know. Whereas Thanos was, he had a single goal in mind, and he would do anything to achieve it. But like he knows how he knew how to get to them in some way. Like somewhere yeah. it was intentionally, someone was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that." You, you get what I mean? Yeah. Like he didn't realize that, but like he, he knew, he, he knew he can, he can get to them. Like, yeah. um, like he doesn't know that they're divided. It was like, kind of, it, like it was kind of coincidence that they were divided. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's, but, but when they clashed, he came out on top. Yeah, exactly. Because he was, he, he was, um, of one mind, you know, one single mind. He had one goal, and and I think. He's a very, he's meant to be like a genius anyway, yeah. so he's got a very strategic mind, yeah. and he, he he sort of like worked out their weaknesses very quickly. But but you know, like, look, look how quickly he defeated uh, the Hulk. 
Yeah. Like, going back to, like, the first Avengers film, like, Nick Fury was the one that really got the Avengers all sorted into that one mindset. Yeah. And then he passed on to range to Tony Stark and the and Captain America, knowing that they thought, okay, you, you need to be in the same mindset, you need to put together as a team. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. happened. So then Nick yeah. Fury couldn't be there for, probably for the Avengers. They could, the Avengers couldn't, like, rely on Fury um, yeah. to help them and stuff, to guide them. So then they had to be defend for themselves. And then, obviously, then... Yeah. That, that clash of like personality, ego obviously led them to civil war and then led, led to this. So, yeah, exactly that. You have to think, like, you know, they were they were in it for like their own reasons. And, and I, you know, they got used to winning. Yeah. You know, in time, you'll know what it's like to lose. Yeah. Because they, they, they got used to winning, you know, against like these opponents, which are just like, you know, they're the Earth's mightiest heroes, but what happens when they meet their match? Also, one of the, they, they also one of the biggest, the biggest like lessons you learn. Like, if you watch any action film or like team team film, it's like you got to, you know, you got to work together, otherwise you lose. Yeah. Like, mm. how many times we've we seen that on film TV where like the team will like not work together, then someone dies, and yeah. they realize we need to work together to defeat yeah. this evil. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's like it's easy for like TV shows to do it because the plot demands it. So yeah, something will happen and automatically they work together. Like they, they, the synergy is amazing. You know, they all work together like like as a great team. Well, but what happens when they're forced to do it and they can't work yeah, together? Yeah, or or they or they're disunited. Yeah, you know, but like in armies. Like if you want to conquer something, you need your armies to be have alliances with these, all these other armies yeah. to work together. If you don't, then it's going to fall apart and. Yeah, you know, you probably be fighting each other and stuff, and then you won't get your aim. Like, mm. need... it's a very good film. I, I really enjoy. Well, throughout, like, I, I didn't think it was that long. I think it was like two, two hours and a bit or something. Have like, you got? Is there any like? Um, is there anything you criticize about the film? Not criticize, but like, anything you disagree with or anything you, you know, <sighs> um. I don't know. I mean, maybe let's think. Maybe how easy sort of like Thanos started off with one stone, and then he just managed to just like successfully get all the stones in like the matter of like a few hours. You know. Yeah. Maybe like they should have given him like another stone at the end of like one of the earlier films, or showed, um, showed. I I don't know. I don't know. Me, I do like this film. Maybe there was a bit too much like joking going on. Maybe they should have played it more straight in this one i mean i don't know marvel is, is successful because of it but uh, compared but compared to guardians galaxy volume 2 we talked about on um tuesday yeah. the comedy wasn't as too much in your face as god galaxy volume no, 2 no. was it yeah, it, 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 it was it, it wasn't really and obviously they cut down really on the drax things yeah. um yeah. you know the drax uh, jokes and the, the group yeah. jokes, mm. and you know, I'm a teenage group now. But yeah. I think with Thanos is what made it interesting was he didn't need his armor. It's interesting. Yeah. He just he, he walked like he walked around like well, not wearing his armor, just wearing like, like you know like a sweatshirt, fucking sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, clothes. <laughs> like, just come out of the gym and stuff. You know, like and. um and he's just going through them. It's like, this guy doesn't need armor. He's powerful as well. Yeah. Also, 
he takes Zan he just he literally obliterates Xandar and takes the power stone. Yeah. But he's got an army to do that anyway. He's powerful, he could do that and yeah. He could issue he could issue conquer if he wanted to and get all the affinity yeah. stones, but he obviously he lets other people do it for him and stuff and Yeah. That's a sign of it. That, that's a bit weird, isn't it? After you think how like, like he's that powerful, but he wants to let others do his work for him. That's a sign of a great leader, though, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah maybe that's, so. You know, you, you, if you want, you know, if you want to be a great, you know, general or military tactician, yeah. you, you send it's, ch- it's yeah. chess piece, mate. You send all your pawns in first, yeah. don't you? You don't send the king in first yeah. in a in a chess yeah. game. Uh, yeah, and then I, I suppose he's only forced to move. You know, like fine, I'll do it myself when. All his underlings have failed him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like when you play a chess game, like you send your pawns in first, and then when they get obliterated, then you send in your other, you send the bishop, the knights, and all that, the queen. And once they get obliterated, then last result, then if you're going that thing, you're going to lose. You're going to send in your um, your king, your king piece, uh, chess piece. I I am played that game of chess before when you give the king uh, six power stones. I've, I've never uh, I've never played that oh type of chess. <laughs> Also, like mate, once he gets the what the power stone straight away, you know he can use that against hmm. people. And then it's like yeah. the more he gets stones, he gets added to his gauntlet. He's like the more powerful he's getting. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's amazing. And we've got to remember, like uh, jo- um, uh, Josh, um, Josh Brolin, um, yeah. nails it as Thanos. Hey, he's brilliant. The voice he puts for Thanos is like yeah. amazing. I mean, in the same year, uh, Deadpool two was released, yeah. and I, I don't know if you, like, you phoned it in a bit for with Cable in Deadpool two, but I much preferred him as a, a Thanos. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't figure anyone else yeah. to play um, Thanos. He, he had a more like distinctive voice as Thanos, yeah. had, almost like a, a transatlantic accent. Yeah, yeah, and it's very it, it fits and it's very deep well. as well. It's very yeah. deep. Yeah, but oh, it's it's. Uh... Yeah, and he's very well written. He's very quotable as well. Yeah, yeah, and what and like once he appears in like the battlefields, and you just know a fight's coming. It's yeah. it's it, it's not like watching. It's like when you watch the past like, MCU films, and they're they're um, anyway, when you get the villain come along, you think, oh, you know, you can easily defeat him, or he isn't as like like dangerous as it, as he you know it is because we got the superhero and stuff like that like <laughs> yeah. you know like when i saw like the winter soldier like there's a villain in captain america winter soldier you know or you got captain america which is like you know on par with him but when you have Thanos come into a fight you realize oh these guys are screwed they're fucked yeah yeah which makes it even more like tense yeah and you know nail biting yeah. well i mean unless you have like captain america just Goes up against Thanos. Do you know, like when he he's like he's pushing against Thanos's weight? Yeah, I think that was more more of like a, an homage to the comics. I think when I think they fight in the comics. Yeah, you know, so maybe that's more of like a oh, you know, it's a reference to the nerds, whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, you, you got to realize, like, I think they would say like he's got two stones and he's already the most powerful being in the universe. Yeah, even people, and, he, and he's and he's getting more. Even like. Um... Obviously, Thor has dealt with like you know otherworldly beings, gods, yeah. and all that, the villains. But like Tony Stark and Captain America haven't. Yeah, they're all they're more like these you know these kind of realistic, grounded villains, really. 
Uh, even though it's like obviously yeah. Ultron, I was saying is an exception, and Loki, but like, yeah. not uh, they're not they're not on par with Thanos. Like, yeah, look where like they started out with. They started off with Jeff Bridges in a, yeah. a suit of yeah. iron armor. <laughs> yeah, even like and Captain America with like Red Skull, who literally yeah. was like just had a tesseract, and he wasn't that powerful really. Like he no, he uses he's just he's a, he's just, he's, a German he's, guy. He's a charge of Hydra and. You know, like, yeah. and obviously, Cat America then destroyed all his, in, or destroyed all his like his workshops and warehouses and stuff, and then, and that's it. But like, yeah. you know, he he was just like a startup villain for Cat America origin story, and then in Winter Soldier you have Bucky Barnes because you have kind of that dilemma. It was like, well, I'm fighting my yeah. my best friend who's under control of, of like my greatest yeah. enemy. Yeah, but um, anything else you want to say about Infinity War? Um, no, I, I just think it's really good. Yeah. I really like it, really like it. Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, it's one of those films you can just watch again and again, yeah, you know. Definitely, definitely, even though you know what happens in the end game, and the yeah, end game, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's like to it's nice to be like re watching it and like having that yeah. still having that tense moments and you know, yeah. that shock of what happens. You know, DC, I would never really, I don't know, DC could never really pull that off. Yeah. Well, it really depends, really. But you have, but you know, Thanos is really dark side in the the DC in it in that way. Oh, yeah. But um, anyways, um, on to next talking about Ant Man the Wasp. Uh, came out the same year, uh, summer of twenty eighteen. Directed by Pete, uh, Peyton Reed, who also directed the first Ant Man. Now, this film is for me is filler. Yeah, it's, it's filler. Um... I, I think I remember reading something when it came out that basically said that it was, it was it paled in comparison with the the more entertaining Infinity War. But you, I think people have to realise that both the first Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp are like palate cleansers. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's bringing the audience back to base. And it's yeah. like, there's all that drama. Now, you know, bring it back down. So it's sort of like, for the next film then, uh, expectations aren't so high. So yeah. Like, you know, just in case they're disappointed. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to think, like, after, I think it was Age of Ultron, they, they put um, Ant-Man. Yeah. I think it was Age of Ultron. And then you got, straight after Infinity War, you got Ant-Man and the Wasp. They're very, I don't want to say bland, but they're very, like, oh, I'm afraid to use the word poor, but they're quite, I don't know what the word you mean is. The, I like the, the performances. The Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, he just, he's just... As, as he said, he, he's a small character. He's a small hero. Yeah. Like Aww. that way. That's what I mean. But also, like, Mises' story is going to be small. It's not going to be like yeah. as big as what Captain America or like Captain Marvel. Yeah. It's going to be a very yeah. grounded, like really grounded story. But also, it's yeah. a come down from Infinity War. Exactly. So, um, what I, I think it was a good choice for the first Ant Man to be a heist movie. Yeah. And then for this one to sort of be a heist movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a heist movie. Well, I, sure. I don't think what else you can really do with um, Ant Man. Like, you could have him like yeah. stop, like I don't know, like a, an evil billionaire or some sort of a terrorist organization. But then it's yeah. a bit too, yeah. uh, that's a bit too big. That's something like Captain America could deal with, or like Black yeah. Widow can deal with. You want, yeah. you want like some something small. Um, yeah, but but you know, something the size of an ant, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, like maybe. Like I, this, the, these films rely a lot on physical comedy. In that, 
you know, the, who were like, oh, lol, it was tiny, but now it's big. Or yeah. It, it was big, yeah. but now it's tiny. And it, and it works quite a lot because the, um, I like how they translated the, the animation in the comics of things shrinking or um, enlarging. It's almost like it looks like it's stacked one on the other, one on the other, yeah. and it's gradually getting bigger. Yeah. And the films do it really well, yeah. and that, it basically does that, and it, so it looks really good. And obviously, like sometimes they play it for laughs, you know. So like in the first one, they had the tank. In this one, they got like um, a massive office building, and he puts it on a like he pushes it on like a little yeah, the, like the um, re-up, the re-up, re- the, re- the up and it's like sl- yeah, sl- I mean slowly, aren't they? Mm. But um. I don't know. I thought like the ghost, um, the ghost villain was a bit bland. Yeah, it, it it went especially after Thanos and Clamonga. This is quite disappointing. Yeah. It's still like a bland yeah. villain. It's gone kind yeah. of back. She wasn't really that developed at all. Yeah, like obviously, it's all. Obviously, she's got that backstory about uh, you know her father, her father, and uh, wait, is her father the um, the egghead guy, or was it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they actually cast a fella that like his head looked like an egg. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether that was prosthetics, but that was like, oh my god! Like they actually like they, they made his head look like an egg. Also, like, oh my god. also, yeah. Walter Goggins as Sonny Birch. He's just basically a secondary villain. He's like a rival to. Um, yeah, I mean, to Hank. I like Walton Goggins acting. Yeah, but him, him in this was very, oh, it was a very poor yeah. character. Very poor. Um, I liked so. Um, so this is the ex-con. People, XCon, like you got like um, what's his name, like Louis and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, 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 really that, that ragtag team that like. Yeah, that um. But, but you got um Scott Bill Foster. Yeah. So so um. Bill Fo- Goliath, I think, is he was in the comics. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did they have to have Lawrence Fishburne play him? I thought it was a bit, you know, shallow a character. I didn't think it was that like interesting, really. I I was looking forward really to them introducing the original Wasp, played by um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I do think Catherine Zeta Jones would, would have been a better Same. choice. Yeah, I, I, you know it's like Michelle Pfeiffer's a good actress. She's been you know yeah. a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I think we were talking last. Yeah, time, like, yeah. Uh, Michael Douglas wanted Catherine Zeta. Yeah, yeah. I was like, give us Catherine Zeta. It's, it's one of those like couples off screen on screen that you know works yeah but like you, you yeah. like when tom cruise and nicole kidman were married and they would do it they yeah. were like in eyes wide shut and stuff oh yeah wait would that... i think that was um yeah that was uh kubrick's last film yeah yeah um and also then we've got um uh well so we've got randall park as johnny woo so that's like another you know the that yeah. shield agent uh so basically, this is set after the Civil War, and uh, Scott Lang is in the house arrest, and it's all about him doing this heist, you know, trying to save, um, trying trying to really uh, bring um, Janet out of the oh, what what is the what's the verse? Not the multiverse. Yeah, what was it? Was it called um, Quantum Realm? The Quantum Realm, which is basically basically yeah. another introduction, like slowly. Like this is bringing like slowly bridging with the multiverse, which is going to be further yeah. going to be like looked at in and explored in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. But yeah, but uh, yeah, he's basically trying to do his heist whilst pretending to be under house arrest. He manages, yeah. he manages to 
get away with it. I see a funny a, a funny uh, meme. It was like if Scott Lang could spend like five years under house arrest, then you can surely spend like your summer in lockdown, like in your home. Like so funny. <laughs> it's like Scott Lang's a Chad. Um, oh, what's the word? Um, Into. Oh, what's the, what's the what's the word? What do you mean? Uh, the people is it the meme? No, 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 no. The people that uh, stay stay uh, at home all the time. Oh, um, introvert. No, yeah, uh, no. It's um, what do they call it? An agoraphobic. Oh no, it's um. Oh no. Yeah, like an introvert then. Yeah, introvert. Yeah, yeah. Scott Lang is like the Chad Chad introvert, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> of the MCU, but this is obviously set up the wasp and all that, and yeah. And obviously, I I liked Evangeline uh, Lily. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, I, I liked her in the first. Well, Ant-Man. we knew it was just... going to be. Um, yeah, we knew it was going to be the. Um, yeah, the wasp was going to show up in this in this film. I mean, they it... hinted that um, she was going to be the wasp in the last yeah, film. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, she she does the best with what she's given. Yeah, you know, nothing nothing special is given to her really as a as an actress. No, she you know she does it well. I mean, I can't really say much more really, but. Um, but uh, I don't know if an Ant Man is going to happen because obviously they're not the biggest box office draws draws for like a Marvel, um, yeah, film. So I don't know if they're going to. I heard rumors they're, they're going to make Ant Man three into like a uh, Disney Plus show, like a mini series. Yeah, I, I heard that they have no plans for another film. They could make it in, yeah. um, or they could make it into like a, a mini series, Disney Plus, or they yeah, could, or they could just do a thing where they just put Scott Scott Lang and other like films and TV yeah. shows. And have yeah. him there, like that's like done done with the Hulk, like have his yeah, character develop. Yeah, we'll put him in uh, the Doctor Strange because, thing. That'd be right. Because obviously, his character in Atma had good development, where he obviously was a convict, you know, and he was a thief that turned to using like his like thievery skills for good and wanting to be a better father to his daughter. And obviously, yeah. he's like obviously in conflict with. The, his daughter's uh, stepfather and the mother and all that, but in this one, I didn't see any development of his character at all. Like, yeah, there wasn't a lot. No, there wasn't a lot. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't know where that could be going. So in the third film, like, I don't know where that could possibly be going. Like, yeah, at all. It's basically yeah, it's filler and it's like it's bridging the gap really between Civil War and Infinity War. Obviously, it's a fun. Obviously, I did watch this film in cinemas. I watched it when I was when I was on a date, so that was. And I watched that, and I was. I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to watch it again." <laughs> not on a date because, like, one of those films are like, yeah. "I won't watch it again." Yeah, I mean, it's got a very uh, forgettable plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, so when like his thing was uh, messing up, and he was like, he, he was like the height of like a ten year old. And he, and he ran out to the school. The music they used was, was so bad. It was like, oh, it's some like whimsical, like a school, like inspired, like sort of music. And he was, oh, it was terrible. What scene's that in? Um, so when he's wearing a sort of like a sweatshirt and he's running from the school to the van. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they use like some really bad like music. And it's just, that, that is, I can't remember, like, I, I don't know the Ant Man theme music at all. If it does have it, I mean, there's, but, that, there's that one that, bit of music there's that man theme to it, yeah. 
I, I, it's, I, very, I, it's very forgettable. It's quite forgettable, yeah. Like compared to, yeah. to like the Avengers theme, like yeah. even like Thor's theme and Iron Man's theme, yeah. Captain America's theme. I mean, I think the 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 legacy of Ant Man now is that it was very hard to pull off, but they did it very well in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they made a sequel. I mean, it's it's it. You know, it broke even and it made a bit of a profit. So yeah. yeah. So you know, it's it's been successful. Yeah, but, but they could have done the best. Yeah, but had, obviously, as Disney, and you don't expect yeah. Ant Man to make a billion. Like, if oh, it no, did, it'd be like it, what? Yeah, but but it is a Marvel film. Yeah, and it, it is going to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually make. Um, let me just double check. So uh, I I got a bit. Of it um the box office six hundred twenty two point seven million. That's it. Yeah. And the and the budget was between one hundred sixty two and one hundred ninety five million. Oh. Uh, Jesus. But actually, wait a second. I'm just going to quickly. Uh, how does it end? Uh, oh, it is. It, 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 you know, they they end up like obviously the goat ghost Ava. They give her some power so she doesn't die. And that's how it yeah. ends, really. Yeah. Um. Right. So anything to talk about Ant Man? And uh, nah, it's, it's pretty pretty lame <laughs> what would you say what, what would you prefer out of the first one to the second one the first one I think the first yeah. one yeah yeah Yeah. I mean it was, it was original I like I liked how they incorporated the heist movie sort yeah, of stuff yeah it. and reusing it again the heist yeah, thing like it's like yeah. yeah it's like taking what think, it was think, good from the first one and just redoing it like yeah I think I think they were basically like oh if it ain't broke don't fix, fix uh, sorry if it ain't broke don't fix it, yeah. and they just exaggerated it. Yeah, very much like um, the second Kingsman film that came out. It reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, the second one is quite. Um, I, I wasn't a big fan of that at all. I yeah. hope this new one coming out is going to be different, especially as yeah. like a prequel. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so move on to Captain Marvel. Ooh. So this is Captain Marvel. Don't, so oh, this is the first film that came out in uh, 2019. Uh, Marvel yeah. came in 2019. It is directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Now, yeah. I haven't watched a lot of stuff they've done yet, but I do yeah. remember um, the film Half... I do remember you know, about the film Half Nelson, um, Mississippi Grind, and also they did... Um, they directed um, Few Seats through um, episodes of the show 30 for 30. Um, also The Affair as well. Oh, Billions. Right. And also um, Miss America, which is like his new show coming out about um, female yeah. politician betrayed by uh, Kate Blanchett. That's one I've been nominated for a couple of Emmys. Right. So, you know, they directed... Um, they directed the Captain Marvel, and uh, yeah, this is another origin story about Captain Marvel because obviously Captain Marvel we got to bring her into Avengers, and she is technically the most powerful superhero. Yeah, I mean, like nominally, she's like the most powerful. I mean, like I, I've battled that, four, like... and then you kind of they kind of have that joke in uh, yeah in um, Endgame. So um, yeah. yeah, so obviously we got Brie Larson. Um, betraying uh, uh, Carl Danvers, Captain Marvel. What do you yeah. think of Brie Larson um, as Captain Marvel? Um, I know there was a lot of like controversy about like her portrayal in the trailers when it initially came out, but I mean, 
I, I don't know. I liked how she was trying to put on a, a more like a, a of a more of a stoic um, attitude. Yeah, I think it was more stoic. Yeah, but then she was she was stoic. But then also, especially when she was interacting with um, like Nick Fury and and, and all that, um, she was more like playful almost, or more um, I don't know, like more naive or childlike. Yeah, I don't know. Like I would put my finger on it. It was more. I mean, like I, I, we've all seen her in like the interviews. I don't really think Brie Larson has a very nice attitude in real life, but her character, like she, she's a very good actress. I mean, she wouldn't have won an Oscar if she wasn't a good actress. She, you know, she. Um, there's a lot of hate of her character, and there's been petitions about moving her character from Captain Marvel. Or right, I think that's just misogyny, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, like... it's it's a bit it's a bit stupid to be honest. Like, yeah. that's why like everyone hates the YouTube YouTube channel because it's like kind of oh. You know, Brie Larson is trying to like, you know, talk to us about her life, and we don't care and all that. But you know, oh, videos are very good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely yeah, I, yeah. What, I do... uh, the the newest one, anyway. But I think her as Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers is really good. Like, it, it fits yeah. well. It's like having Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, Carol Danvers is Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. She is Carol Danvers, yeah. and having it being like a prequel as well is good. Because then, obviously, you can think back Samuel Jackson as, like, Pop Fiction Samuel Jackson, D.H. Um, bring back Coulson, D.H. Um, Clark Gregg. Yeah. yeah um, you know, having it set... Because this is before Iron Man, this is before superheroes existed, really. Like, Captain America wasn't really a superhero. He was more like a soldier. Like, yeah. superheroes didn't really exist until... Well, he, he was the first Avenger. Yeah, but... But like, but like back then, it's like he's a he's a soldier. He's not really like he's he's not really like a superhero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can see like why they wanted to set in the nineties because they wanted that whole like nineties nostalgia like the trip. Blockbuster, landing of blockbuster. Yeah, having, yeah, nineties yeah. and all that. You know, like she was wearing like a nine inch nails uh, shirt. You know, like who like Nirvana like references. Yeah, and... yeah. Um. So this plot of uh, Captain Marvel is uh, Carl Danvers obviously was uh, an air um, fighter pilot. Really, yeah. she worked in the air for the U.S. Air Force, and her play came into contact with this. Oh, what, what, what's the Kree? This guy Kree the fact that that gives her her powers, and then she gets taken by Jude Law's character. Yeah, and she is raised on the Cree homeworld. Yeah, that's how it goes. Okay, and then obviously then she do she Jude Law actually becomes like the villain later on. Well, it's like you kind of get like it's more about like you know truth and lies and warfare and stuff because obviously the scrolls with the leader Talos played by Ben Mendelssohn who actually plays a hero yeah. in this one. <laughs> You, yeah. So basically, the Cree is Cree. Um, she's part of this Cree, uh, like, uh, what's it like? Um, well, she's part of the Spec Ops group. Spec Ops Star Force, yeah. Yeah. And they're basically like the Cree have been fighting for like what hundreds of years yeah. against the Skrulls, and yeah. um, obviously it's like the idea is like the Skrulls can like take any form and stuff like that. You don't know who's a Skrull, who isn't. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh yeah, you dropped off then. You already right. dropped off. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, the Cree um, 
yeah, so the Kree um, and the Scrolls. Uh, yeah, there's been conflict for like hundred years, and the idea was like you don't know what who is who is a scroll and who isn't because they blend there. They like they fuck they like adapt by blending into like the environments, don't they? Yeah, yeah, so, they can uh, just disguise themselves, can't they? Yeah, keep my, keep my voice now. So. Yeah, okay. So um, and obviously then Star Force is used also to go and like take out like Talos and stuff, and then obviously um, Carl Danvers crashes back on earth and then she's like obviously meets up with um nick fury a young nick fury pre-losing his eye to a cat nick fury and uh <laughs> yeah so basically they're trying to stop the sea scrolls who are apparently taking over like positions of like of government and shields but then obviously you find out different story about the scrolls aren't that bad but it's actually the kree and you can um uh, Who's using um? Oh, who's that uh, character? Um, Which one? Uh, and Ben plays the Supreme Intelligence. Oh yeah, well she so, plays Marvel as well, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, so she is the leader of the Kree. Hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah. yeah. So, so it's about that, and also it's about like, um, Carl Danvers. Um, yeah. I think with the powers, like she doesn't fully like know the potential of her powers and then yeah. when she does she mm. becomes pretty like badass and like yeah. powerful and, um, yeah yeah and um we also see the return of uh lee pace as ron and the accuser yeah and, uh jim and honsu as korath obviously then reprising their roles from the when they were in guardians yeah. the kind of oh you know obviously it's like oh you can like bring in them because they're part of the kree and like the yeah. kree were previously no mention and scene in Guardian One. You know, I thought that, that was great. That was great having those. And obviously, Clark Greg back as Phil Coulson before yeah. his death. Um, Jude Law plays Yon Rogue, who is um, that Danvers mentor who trains how to use their powers, but really, you know, he's not really a nice yeah. guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, pe- people originally thought that he was going to play uh, Marvel, but. Uh... You know, Yon Rog seems a more fit, fitting. Marvel is a male, male character in the comic, but they yeah, changed the. That was the original um, Captain Marvel. Oh, right. But they changed so, the. Um, well, well Carol Danvers originally played Miss um, Marvel. Yeah. But then she becomes uh, Captain Marvel later on. Okay. Whereas um, Marvel, he's, I think he's a blue skinned Cree. He's the first Captain Marvel. And right. uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like they wanted to have. Um, Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel, so yeah. The um, what do you think of the whole twist that like the uh the Cree were the bad guys? Did did you like? Do you think it was well done or? Um, I was surprised at the twist. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I obviously this is not one of my favorite Marvel <laughs> MCU films. Yeah. Because I kind of got like you know a bit, you know I don't think the screenplay is really that good, the writing is really that good, you know coming you know coming off of like other origins films like Doctor Strange, Captain America, yeah. and Iron Man. I don't think the writing is that good for this film. Yeah, I don't know whether it's too focused on a political agenda. Um, but I think what also makes me this is obviously was. Obviously, I, I am going to give this movie, like, you know, a chance. Obviously, give this movie a chance and all that. It's not awful. 
Brie Larson does really well as Carol Danvers, but I think it's it would have been different if, if this came out before Wonder Woman. Yeah, because I mean, you can't help comparing the two. Yeah, you you have to think how. Um, I mean, Wonder Woman was much, but the writing was much better, and um, it was much more solid compared to. Apart from the third Captain act. Marvel. Yeah, Apart yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, I think you have to like realize. I, I know, obviously, Captain Marvel made its money back, but would it have been as successful if it was an early MCU film, or if it was on the, um, if it was on the, you know, if it was on the back of Infinity War? Well, like beforehand. Yeah, you know, like if it had come out before. So, generally, when they were introducing the characters, you know, the first Thor film, first um, Iron Man film, as a hypothetical, right? If they uh, had made a Captain Marvel film then, would it have been as uh, as successful as it is now? Because I know they say, like, oh, it must be successful, it made loads of money, but it's like, yeah, but it's a Marvel film, you know? It, I think it will I, make money. I think if this was, it was six, I think part of it also, it made a billion dollars yeah was because really it was like successfully slotted in its place on like release of on like phase three timeline yeah so obviously after that then you have like infinity war and like obviously people like oh we've got like a female like superhero and stuff and people people watch wonder woman they were like oh this is marvel's version of wonder woman and apparently you know they obviously dubbed that this is going to be the most powerful superhero in general yeah. in the MCU and obviously yeah. people were like I've got to watch that yeah. and I obviously mean... it was like a, it was a it was a setup and all the people people were like obviously she was going to be in Endgame she yeah. you know she's going to be in kind of Endgame yeah. so this is setting her up and people went yeah. and, was, and watched it and also Marvel done really well yeah. and obviously people will like pay a lot of money to get yeah. the next Marvel film different with Ant-Man and the Wasp though yeah. also think about there's a big time difference between when Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out and when Captain Marvel comes out. Yeah. It's a big... Captain yeah. Marvel came out in, I don't know, the end of 2018. I think if we have, like, that Marvel fatigue, people will be like, oh, yeah. another Marvel film, MCU film coming out this year. Yeah. You know, like, but this is, like, start off a new year mm. with a new Marvel film. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm convinced, though, that they should have put... They, they should have prioritize the Black Widow film here and they should have brought out the Black Widow film instead of Captain Marvel. I'm, I'm convinced because the the events, I mean, obviously we'll talk about Endgame uh, after, but what happens in Endgame would have felt much more raw and much more visceral if uh, a Black Widow film had come out now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Come out then. Yeah. And I think this, I mean, people have always been crying out for a Black Widow film uh, Led movie, you know, because you know, I mean, she she's a, a very well established. She's a very charismatic character. People like um, Scarlett Johansson as the character. I mean, like with, with a good film behind her, that could have been a great movie. And then with her death in Endgame, it would have been, it would have been like dramatic as yeah, hell. Yeah, because Black Widow's always been like a secondary character in yeah. all these films. Yeah, and obviously but, she has cloud development on her, but we don't really. We don't delve really into her backstory until yeah. this new upcoming Black Widow yeah. film. But I think I think you're right. But also, if you wanted to do um, Black Widow and Captain Marvel as well, you should have done, done those before um, 
you should have done like when we Captain Marvel before Infinity War and then have Black Widow before Endgame. Do you agree? Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I could not have cared less if they hadn't brought out Captain Marvel, but they'd still introduced her in Endgame. I think it's I think it's more of doing it now because then it's like, oh, we need a kind of like a background to her. Like yeah, people yeah. You, you can't just bring in a random superhero and expect everyone to be like, Oh, who's this? Yeah. And she's like, and then but then also you can't explain who she is and that would really yeah. like that'd be exposition dump that would be not really related to the plot. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like to, to be honest though, I, I just think the whole Captain Marvel film was an exposition dump for a character in Endgame. Yeah, and obviously because, because she's not even in Endgame. She no, comes she, in. She's in the intro, and then she comes in in the third act. Yeah, but it's all like, oh, the idea is, oh, she's more powerful. She's most powerful superhero, so you don't have her like. But, like, but that, always that's, there that, and that's why they write it out. Obviously, we'll talk about this when we, we talk about Endgame. But it's yeah. like, what's the point in introducing this this massively powerful character if you're just gonna like, oh, and then, and then Poochie went back to his home planet. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, and also. Yeah. Obviously, Marvel was of the start of Black Panther. They're making films that are like specifically trying to get support, like the support and interest, and aim towards these, you know, these diverse groups who in society, uh, you know, like African Americans um, being black on film. That Black Panther, and obviously, Captain Marvel's like female empowerment, femininity, yeah. the yeah. females, and obviously. It, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. Eternals um, I, I, will make I a billion because yeah. it's going it's going to have the first uh, gay superhero in that. Right. Uh, but oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear, yeah. Reese. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just you dropped off again. Then. I think um, I think you're dropping off your arc. You so I'm still connected on your one. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Can you, still, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, I have to say though, like I have to agree, like Captain Marvel is very good for like female empowerment yeah. compared to like the old sort of like female-led ones. So like you know you got um, what were the older ones? That like weird like noughties, um Catwoman film. Yeah, yeah. Then you had Electra, you know, and all those Electra, rubbish ones, and then yeah, yeah you had that really awful Supergirl film. Oh yeah, the DVD Supergirl film, but. I think with Captain Marvel, like Captain Marvel, they won't, they won't, um, they won't like putting too much in your face. No, no, no. I don't think people say that they did really. It was like too much. Um, like, I, th- I think the only like blatant scene was, <laughs> I think she was having like a flashback of her time in um, when she was like with the USAF, and like those like the male sort of like recruits were saying like, oh, you know what? It's co- it's called the cockpit for a reason, you know. And I swear to God, right, when I was in the cinema, people laughed at that. That was obviously meant to be a sort of like, you know, oh my God, what like arseholes. But that was like, yeah. oh, it was so like obtuse. Yeah. The way it was like almost shoehorned in. I know it's on about like, um, I don't know, like some parts it seemed quite um, blunt, but I think that was just on the part of bad writing. Did the Wonder Woman have any of those like jokes in that? Um <sighs> I think there was one. I think it was um, uh, like a mansplaining almost like thing where she goes into the sort of like, um, do you know those sort of like ministers of war yeah. during World War One, Like, you know, Field General Hay, sorry, Field Marshal Hay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, who is this woman and why is yeah. this woman here? Why, yeah, is, she why is this woman here? You know, like basically like that. Back then, women and, wouldn't go, couldn't go to a bar. Yeah. 
without yeah. being accompanied by a gentleman. That was yeah. it. And it was, it was basically like, she basically like puts, puts them in, the, in their place. And yeah, but I mean, I think that was the, that's the only one I can think of anyway. But, but like, um, it, like yeah. it, it, what a cringy line could have been in Wonder Woman been like, I think we said this in like DC uh, discussion where it was like, oh, she's that scene where she's about to cross No Man's Land. And I saw yeah. like, you can't do it. She said, it was so cringy to her. I said, but no man can, but I'm no, <laughs> uh, but I'm no man. Do you get, get what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's, not, it's yeah. called No Man's Land for a reason, but I'm no I, man. Like, it, I, I, it, do you think that's what they were going for? But I know what you mean. Like, they didn't want to be too, like, on the nose with it. Yeah. Because she did cross No Man's Land, but the only, reason, the only reason she could do it because she was a woman. Yeah. But they didn't, like, no. po- they didn't point to it and go, no. look, they, obviously. Well, I, don't I, think, I, I don't think she could do it because she was a woman. It was more like because she was powerful. She was, she was more powerful yeah. than the men. It wasn't because yeah. she was a woman. Well, she, she's basically meant to be like Superman, right? Like, she's meant to be inspiring hope and courage. Like these, I feel, these men. I feel like these writers for these both films, Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, they're, they're obviously still trying to ple- appease like the email audience as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, that's like where the whole sex appeal thing comes into it. Yeah. But, like, obviously men are going to be misogynistic when you have, like, a female... Not all men, but, like, some of them are going to be... Oh, Very, no, you will, yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll get, like, those ones on the internet, which is just, like, they'll just the hide behind the keyboards. Stuff, yeah. yeah. The 4chan type. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... Just, just tweets about it. Like, oh, I don't like yeah. the film. I mean, you have, you have to think, it's like, you know, they, they, they build Captain Marvel as, you know, Cap- Carol Danvers as, like, the, the most powerful Avenger and all this stuff. Yeah. But then it's, like, she's... It's, it's, it's quite boring. It's, like, almost like Superman, where it's, like, yeah, but what's her weakness? Like, oh, she has no weaknesses. Like, what? Like, well, what's the, you know, what's the point? Superman has kryptonite. That's his weakness. Yeah, but that, that's the thing, right? Like, originally in like the the new Snyder films, they they originally said they weren't gonna have kryptonite. So then people went, what? So he's invulnerable to everything. You it's can't like, do that. Exactly, right? And, that, and that's why they brought kryptonite into it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's like saying you're only invulnerable. In, I feel like the only. Unlike defeatable thing, I'm in you know basically like invulnerable uh, thing is like an idea, not a person, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, a philosophy. But yeah. um, it, it just seems like in Captain Marvel, uh, her only weakness is her low self esteem, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? And it's just like, I don't know, obviously, it's meant to be like you know, like oh, you know, inspire yourself, like you can accomplish anything, but like. Oh, like, but when they characterized Brie Larson as like this almost like emotionless character, it didn't it didn't come off very well because she's not charismatic. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if she was charismatic or more, dare I say it, more like Tony Stark, where he's like he's wisecracking and stuff, it it comes across as more rounded, like a more uh, likable character. Yeah. And obviously, I said earlier, like, I liked the, the characterization of her as being stoic. But it, it damaged the character as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like it. It, 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 didn't, it. it didn't feel like it was one of those, it was one of those um, films that's basically like approaching art. But Brie Larson is like, Cal Danvers is getting away from like the shackles of like of man and becoming independent. I don't think it was anything, nothing like that. Well, yeah, I, I agree because uh, the, the main villain was uh, the Supreme Intelligence who was portrayed by. Um... Uh, Annette Bening. Uh, yeah, Annette I, th- I think that's, if they made a man as the main villain, 
I mean, it's between tensions. I mean, Maybe you can, that argument can be seen, but... Yon Rog was the secondary antagonist, would you say? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's probably going to come back in like the next one, because he's not yeah, dead. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, why this, not? this next one is directed by... Um, she's directing the upcoming um, Candyman um, film. Well, you mean a remake of Candyman? They make the, it's like a sequel to Candyman, but it's like a... Yeah. So this one oh, is... like a soft reboot, is it? Yeah, so this one is directed Ugh. by Nia Da Costa. So she's, uh, she's the first African-American director in the MCU. And uh, I hope this film does... Uh... Oh, you, do you mean African-American female? Director, because right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, sorry, uh, sorry. African yeah. American uh, female director. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's gonna be good. Yeah, but I think this one's gonna be set apparently before Infinity War again, like filling the gap. So I'm not sure. That's I don't think thing. this one's gonna be in phase. I think this one's gonna be in phase five. To be honest. Yeah. Unless it, they really extend phase four. You, uh, you have to think that there isn't like a really like strong call for another Captain Marvel film. No, not for one, not not for one straight away. Like yeah. this is, but I think they're making another one because like it's like we're gonna make a trilogy of these yeah, heroes, and also the first <laughs> more one money made, for the first Marvel. one made money. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else you want to say about Captain Marvel? Um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good as well. Right, so now we. Right, so before uh, Infinity War was everything within the Infinity War, all the MCU is leading to this film, uh, Welsh. Yeah. Avengers Endgame. God. Remember that? T- remember there was like always that theories about what the title was going to be called, and yeah, yeah. And then and then it came with Endgame. Was like, yeah, I don't think anything. Well, so, like, what did you think the uh, title was going to be? I thought it was going to be Avengers Annihilation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I don't think that goes well. I think Endgame is, yeah, is is better mm. because really they get annihilated in uh, Infinity War. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, all the main characters come back. I'm not going to list them all because yeah, we're talking about Infinity War. Balls. Well, well, we we know who's in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously, like Hawkeye makes a return. He's now yeah. roaming after his family mm. getting killed by this, getting yeah. killed by the snap. Yeah. Um. Obviously. Um. Ant Man is here, and Ant Man is you know yeah. becomes a baby and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, Professor do you Hulk think, um, as well? Oh yeah, Professor Hulk. Do you do you think like the whole intro with Hawkeye? It's, it 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 really does set the scene for like the especially the first half of the movie. It shows like remember last time, remember what happened. Yeah, it's it's looking yeah. at the snap in like a different like. Yeah. In a different area, like outside of like the like yeah. location the the Avengers are, like yeah. and even like um, what and even like uh, what I like about this film is also the scenes where the Ant Man is going through like San Francisco and there's like there's like memorials for the people who have died. There's yeah. there's like you know the world's gone like pretty much insane. Mm. Um, what was it like five years since five years yeah yeah so like you yeah. know a lot has changed well um b- before then do you do you think it was a bit like abrupt how th- they sorted out essentially to go to thanos's hideout on that planet and thor just kills him like that do you think it was very abrupt no i don't think so because i think the abrupt the, i think the you need to have a abrupt you didn't want to have like 
I, I didn't want another long fight scene with Thanos like, yeah. on his farm because he's retired now. He doesn't need yeah. the gauntlet as well. It's just like, you know, they take, they take him when he really wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And they killed him. It's like, the because yeah. they're not going to stand there and have a discussion, are they? They're like, oh, yeah. you know, where do you get the, um, how do we bring everyone back? And yeah. then obviously, if, you know, Thor's killing like, I don't got time for this. Like, if it was like a, like 20 minutes of them fighting, but like, oh, like, we know it's, like, yeah. it's, we know like, Oh no! Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not 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 that we didn't get a, a a big fight scene. I mean, how Thanos was just killed in the first like twenty minutes of the film. No, I like that. I like that because straight away, right. you know, you just you, yeah. you just kill him. I, like, I I don't really like it because when they fight like the younger version of Thanos, it was almost like, you know, this isn't the same person. You know, so like the, the weight isn't behind it. Yeah, but also he's that 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 Thanos, the younger version of Thanos, they fight in the end. Yeah. Is obviously he, you know, he's powerful. He's got his armies and stuff. This is Thanos, who, and also that Thanos is on alert. He knows they're going to fight him. Well, this Thanos doesn't know they're going to fight him. He's not expecting it. Yeah. So that's why it's like I, I, I see what you mean, but yeah, I'd like the abrupt, the abruptness of killing him, and also yeah, this is a three-hour film. You don't want to like, have, have anything extra to that as well. Yeah. I mean, it does it does work in that um, Thor kills him. You know, he he basically has his revenge. He spites uh, Thanos by you know going for the head, and he decapitates him, and then he shows Thor later on as you know like fat Thor, and he's broken as as yeah. if like this revenge that he had, it's done nothing like but what well, happened because well, he's lost everybody pretty much. Yeah, like, you see him, it's like he's broken. Yeah. I know, like, he's played for laughs. Yeah. He, oh, look, he's fat. Yeah, he? I've seen... But I've, he's broken. I've seen, I've seen, like, articles and stuff from YouTube videos, mm. like, oh, this is, like, a sign... This Him eating is a sign of, the, of him being depressed and people making fun of it and stuff. Yeah. Which well, means that he is depressed. Like, he's not, like, doing it because he... I, why not? Like... I know that he was played for laughs, that he gained weight and stuff, but it, it was more sort of, like, the shock. The shock humour of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like... You don't expect it, you know, and it's like Jesus, like that's look, a, how, look how much different that's he looks. That's a physical like ex- resemblance of like some of like if you want to show how the press forwards, I think him being very fat can show it. Yeah, you, you him, normally he, see him. If you haven't been, like... been a bit like mopey and stuff, you put, people people won't, won't get it. I don't think. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So this this transformation has shown like like it almost like. Because obviously we can't show mental deterioration, no, deterioration no. very well on film, but but seeing this physical deterioration, uh, deterioration, it, you see like you you think like oh my god, it, his mind space is just and also, is the, so bad. There wasn't a lot. There wasn't like too many jokes about it, Fat Four. No, um, that, I that mean was there good. was like oh look at the the big Lebowski, which was quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean I I like how um. Especially when they introduce it, you know, it cuts to black after they kill uh, Thanos. Yeah. And it is five years later now. And I was in the cinema. I remember thinking, like, Jesus, like, they're, they're really going for this. They, they, don't, they don't save everyone. Like, they, they, they've been living with this five years. Also, I, I don't know what the world's like. I can't remember what the world's like five years. Because we don't see, um, like, too much. We don't see a lot of it, really, apart from man to man. Scott is really... Scott's, like... Obviously, that scene of Scott in San Francisco, like, you know, returning from the um, 
Yeah, turn from the quantum realm and him and the plan. Yeah. It's like it is us. It's, ba- it's basically the, the writers are showing us. Yeah. But what the world's like for his point of view. Yeah. Well, uh, through Ant Man, we're the audience surrogate. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. You yeah. know, it's who, what, where, why. You know. And yeah. It, it is really well done because he's very, like you know, he's he's a very um, levity based character, but yeah. he's realised now that like the world has moved on so it hurts like, even more like you know seeing yeah. his daughter is still alive and then like he goes to see the Avengers you know it, um, when, you, when you're saying we don't really see a lot of the world I agree but it's, it's a lot in what Steve Rogers says when he's at that meeting like the counselling meeting oh and yeah I, yeah oh no sorry sorry when he meets with Nat and he says um, something about like oh, due to like less pollution it, like whales have been seen in like the Hudson River yeah. So it's so it's almost like he has a grudging respect for what Thanos did. Yeah. It's like almost really, as if the world really is agreeing with him. He really yeah. don't agree with Thanos, but like yeah, some good has come from it. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. and people have lost loved ones and yeah. all that. And it's it's almost saying like we we can see positives. Well, but but what happened was still an evil act. Well, this could be you know? this could come be related to now today. Obviously. Mm. Obviously, COVID was initiated by Mad Titan, but it's like okay, we can hope. okay. <laughs> you want it to be? <laughs> no, I said, I said we can hope, but you oh, yeah. said it's not. It's not oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So you know, lock COVID people like not traveling as much before when I can lock down stuff like that, and you know, it's quite it's really sad. People died from it, and obviously, you know, people lost jobs and stuff. But then. If you look on the plus side of it, like, like the waters are cleared in Venice, like nature has returned to some of these cities that have been like you know, removed, that's been destroyed, overtaken by pollution, man-made issues and stuff like that. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of um, well, you know, there's a lot of like Malthusian sort. Of yeah, like, so uh, you can look and be like, oh, this yeah. COVID is like really bad because it's killed people and made people unemployed and stuff, yeah. fucked up the economy. Yeah. But it has done some good. Yeah. But like, but, obviously, um, you don't want to keep you don't want to keep yeah. like thinking that because you know yeah. people don't really care about it. They more care about the yeah. people who died. So um, when Black Widow, so uh, uh, Natasha, she's she's meeting with um, Okoye and I think it's Captain Marvel on like those sort of hologram display yeah. thingies. Uh, Okoye drops something saying. I think it's about like there's strange earthquakes or something or like fault uh, fault lines are going. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and that's I hear that's a, a Namor um, reference. I think it. I think is a hit in Namor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Namor the Submariner. He's um, he's like Marvel's equivalent of uh, Aquaman. Yeah, which yeah, I really hope they introduce soon. They, there's rumors hope... he's going to be in Black, Black Panther, Panther two. two. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That'd be good actually. Yeah, it's it's, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but what else? They about? should get um, Jason Momoa to play him as well. That'd be so funny. <laughs> nah, got... wouldn't it be funny? Nah, nah. Remember we spoke last time, like giving Jason Momoa a break, because I was like, "Oh, he should be Craven the Hunter." I was and we're like, "We can't just Momoa be like everybody." I was like, oh, they, they, "I'm telling they you could. now. I'm telling you now, Welsh. Right, what you said to me. So I'm saying it to you. <laughs> Hold it against me." <laughs> um. I think I think it was really clever, really, to like to introduce the quantum realm, and then to have Scott Lang is like randomly comes back, 
and it's due to him. The impetus is now there's a way to solve this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I don't know. Maybe the I'd say now that Endgame is not as tight as Infinity War, and how Stark just manages to solve time travel like that is a bit yeah convenient convenient for the plot. Um, you know how Scott Lang is like, oh, I, I've got an, an answer to all our problems. It's a bit convenient. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's the plot, and they need to progress. But I think that that's a bit. Um, if, they, if they had this idea you know, of time travel, like what, like, well, films people ago, thought they um, people ago. thought they were going to use the time stone. But you can't use you know? the time stone because the things are yeah. Oh no! This was before um before the film came out. Before we knew Thanos destroyed the stones. People thought, well, there's going to be a time time travel element because of the time storm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, like Thanos's character is a bit like it's a bit scrapped in this one because all of the development we had in Infinity War, like it sort of it didn't amount to nothing. But due to his death now, it's almost like, I mean, and seeing what he did, it almost like goes back against all the sort of like. Um, sympathy we had for him and maybe that was the intention because maybe it was showing like the sort of the danger of sim of um of charismatic characters or char- charismatic de- would, uh, you, would you would you want to have finals come back in the, in the end fight the big fight that's the same finals that clicked the um clicked the gun uh, snap um I think I think it was clever what they did, bringing back a younger, like an alternate version. Yeah, but this but... one obviously doesn't really care. Like he's, he's yeah. like he, as I said, he's gone back to a final yeah. where like or he uses uh, yeah. this, uh, stones to before he actually has like a proper aim, and like yeah. realizes all oh, you know talk about like you know talk about resource you know lack of resources, overpopulation, all that. Yeah. Like, this was like, oh, I've got these, this gauntlet, these stones. I'm, yeah. I'm going to destroy everybody and be powerful. Like, we're yeah, I mean, like, you know. I, um, I, I think it would have had more of a, an emotional or a more of a, um, a cathartic end to see the original Thanos being defeated at the end of yeah. the, uh, sorry, at the end of Endgame. I thought, I don't know, it, almost like it undid, like, you know, obviously we're fighting Thanos, but it's a different Thanos. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, this Thanos is from another universe. It's like, but then, okay. But then how can you bring, how can you have the Thanos who clicked, you know, the Thanos who just did the snap come back and be able to fight like all these other superheroes and characters? You need to have an army with him and well, yeah, he's retired. Unless she, yeah. unless he goes like, unless she like big, big Thanos and just, just wipes the armies. <laughs> big Thanos time. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, uh, it, it. Reminds me of um, Sauron in like Hers of the Ring. Yeah, where, like, yeah. Uh, where he just like hitting people with his hammer and it's yeah. literally like twenty people just go flying. It's like <laughs> I see. God, what a cool character that was. Obviously, you need to have a big fight scene, and this is a good, yeah, good opportunity yeah. to bring in all these characters, not just yeah. superheroes, all these ex-secondary characters and their armies come in. Um, yeah. Well, it's a culmination of everything that we've seen over yeah, the past 10 yeah, years. Yeah, but also you needed like, an army for them to fight, and I think Faust's army like, was suited. I know you don't agree that fighting that, you know, the younger version of Faust coming yeah. in was, but, but yeah. I feel like they had, they had to do that. Or like, yeah, I mean, 
I think it works a bit. Obviously, it's not as tight, I said, but it still works in that Thanos almost sees that his original plan isn't going to work. So he's being quite, like, almost pragmatic and, and yeah. he realizes the only way I can achieve great, uh, I, you know, I only, the only way I can solve the problems of the universe now is to destroy the universe. And you yeah. think, he is mad. And you think, like, oh my God, like, the, the heroes need to win now. So they need to, like, it's almost more of an impetus for them to work together. Uh, and I did also, um, apart from fans, I did like uh, Nebula's plot as well. Like, mm. especially at the end where she's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, like her past self comes back through the, the time, through yeah. the uh, time travel um, and basically sabotages it to allow, yeah. uh, allow, to allow um, Thanos and his army in. Yeah. But also then you have the other uh, Nebula who's doing good. And it's, it's all about her character because obviously in Guardians 1, she's like, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to join Ronin. I hate my sister and stuff. And then obviously that develops in in Guardians Volume 2 where she just want to kill her sister and, you know, she's not that evil as we thought. And then Infinity War is pretty much the same. She wants to obviously kill Thanos for what he did to her and all that. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a nice, like, yeah. development of, of it's, her character. It's good, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like how, like, how much development she actually went through in that. Yeah, and like, she's, killing, she, she's killing herself she's as good. well. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. it's like, you know, so like you're killing yourself, like. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Ath and Gamora come back, but as a younger version. Yeah. And it's like, she's not, this is like before, um, she met Star Lord, so yeah, and obviously Star Lord thinks like, oh, it's Gamora's out there, yeah. But is she gonna come back? No idea. Well, well, you mean Gamora? Gamora, yeah, yeah. She's she's part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, but she's dead. Oh, I, I don't think they're gonna bring back the original Gamora. No, yeah, the original Gamora, yeah, yeah. Because the other Gamora went with the snap. Yeah. So. No. No, she got she got sacrificed with um. Like the original Gamora, Gamora, yeah, got sacrificed, and then yeah. the the past Gamora came in with Thanos. Yeah. In through the time travel portal, and she's in the final fight, and then she gets killed by the snap because when Tony Stark clicks his fingers, the snap kills everything that just came through at. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, so, she dies. Yeah. She, she die? Yeah, she dies. Yeah. Oh my god. Because huh. it's it's everything. So it's it's not like all oh, the good people like end up surviving and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the snap, like obviously brings back everybody and obviously yeah. damages uh, Professor Hulk and stuff. It brings everyone back. And obviously that Paul's theme is pretty much fucking amazing. Yeah. Wicked. Such, uh, such, so good. Such, yeah. Um, you know what I'm about, yeah. But yeah. also, then when Tony Stark snaps his fingers and obviously dies, that kills off all of Thanos' army, and including including uh, Gamora. Oh, right. Ah. So she's not actually out there, like, which is, which is like, I don't know what Star Lord is doing because he at the end of the film he wants to go out and find Gamora. Yeah. But, uh, maybe maybe it's just like he's deluded, you know. He's just he's, yeah, he's yeah. lost his love essentially. Yeah, and um, maybe we'll see more of that in the next Guardians. Think you know? so, yeah, yeah. Also, um, 
we're going to talk of also um, um, Hawkeye's Ronin. Yeah. But that is just like an example of him being another character. I don't think I've really added much to the plot, really, is it? Yeah, yeah. It, basically the same as like, um, so you've got Bucky and he becomes like the White Wolf in, yeah. in this one. Sorry, in, um, in Infinity War in this one. So, um, yeah, it's just basically like, you know, pulling out more. Because I think in the comics, a lot of characters have been Ronin. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I'm not sure if like Daredevil was Ronin. Um, is, is this I think Wolverine was Ronin. Is he basically you know? based on like Samurai or like the Ronins? Or... Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like the, if he's like been dishonored or if he wants to act like incognito, he dresses up as the Ronin. And I think they just wanted the sort of um, the name Ronin because he uses katanas, so it's okay. you know they, they were like they wanted the whole like samurai like look for him. What's katana mean? Gosh. It means Japanese sword. <laughs> every time there's a katana on this podcast, something else. So a little little update on that shirt. It still hasn't arrived. It's meant to be arriving like any time now. Sweet. I can't. I can't wait till it arrives. I, I need it. Um, is it, was it like a week? I'm, I'm going to put it on my piano. Was the, was the delivery was like week? Was it a week? Yeah, yeah around, around a week. Um, I mean, it was red bubble, so. <laughs> nah. um, <laughs> all right, so. Um, what, what do you think of like the explanation of like how time travel works? Very. Because they basically like poo poo like the classical idea of time travel, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they. When we talk about time, like how they introduce time travel, like quite conveniently and stuff, yeah, like, you know, and like how we said the plot of this film isn't of this film is as tight as Infinity War. I do agree, the film, the plot of this film, isn't as tight as yeah. Infinity War, um, but this one, um, yeah, this one, it's. I feel like if Tony Stark was like looking at time travel, like in FC films before. Then that could be a yeah. good setup, and then in yeah. this film, they'd be like, "Oh, he's actually solved time travel." Rather than yeah. be like, "Oh, Tony Stark has solved time travel in like yeah. what, like the, the month since as soon as um, Scott Lang yeah. appears." Mm. But um, also the idea of like you know Tony Stark has a fam, a daughter, and like this one is the yeah. way, but he has to and all that. Yeah, there was um, I mean. I, I know, like, a lot of people did, like, the idea of, oh, you know, going back and just, like, basically taking, the, like, the stones from these different times. But I thought it was, it was good. Like, it showed, like, an almost, like, an homage to all these different, like, films they've done. You know, so, for example, like, The Avengers, um, Thor The Dark World. Thor The Dark World. Um, um, Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. And then we have one set. And obviously then they go back to uh, 1973. Yeah, the shield fact, and I love that because you obviously yeah. apart from like that, you obviously got Stanley's cameras like make love not war, yeah, like a hippie a craze <laughs> back then. But also you got that really touching, uh, the, you know, meeting with uh, Hal Stark and Tony. Yeah, it's like it's almost like tying up loose ends. Yeah, you know, you got like Peggy Peggy Carter, and like you can see like Steve like still wants to be with her, and it's it's like it's really good, isn't it? How like yeah, I like how like it stayed close to its roots. Yeah, you know, it knew like where these films began. Yeah, it's very good. You know, like the character resolutions as well, very cool. Especially with the uh, uh, Tony and his father. 
Yeah, that, that's really that's really like yeah. emotional to watch because yeah, it's like you know, like I don't know about you, but like when you have that kind of relationship with your, I know you got a relationship with your father. Yeah, as well. So, so am I. But like when you, if I don't know if it ever hit you, but when I was watching that scene, it was like it hit you. It was like about your talk to your father. Yeah, like well, it's, it's meant to be. Stuff, um, like, yeah, it, it, it's very well done. I yeah. don't know whether that was the right or direction, but it's it very well done. And also, um, like Tony Stark's, like Cad's character goes full circle. Like he's yeah. got his beginning, middle, end. Yeah, he sacrifices his life to save the world, save the universe. Would not have done that if you know at the beginning of Iron Man, he was all by no. himself. Yeah, and that was great. It probably the most, probably the most upsetting death of a character in like in like film and television ever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like after this, you've got to think like we've known this character for like ten years. Yeah, this is um, more upsetting than when you're watching Sean yeah. Bean die. Like, <laughs> well, in, every um, time, <laughs> every time, you know, like Ned Stark, like. Like you cry when you did you did you get upset with Ned Stark dying in Game of Thrones? Well, I mean, I saw it coming. Yeah, but it wasn't like it hit me. I was like, oh. no. Yeah, but no. you read the books before that, though, so you knew yeah. it was coming. But for me, like, I didn't read the books, but I wasn't like yeah. upset by like. I mean, you have like Boromir's death, which mate, is I... very hard hit. Yeah, but mate, also I've more I've got upset. What I think the horse dying in the Avengers story going more upset than Ned Stark's death. Yeah, yeah, never you, you, you know, the yeah. horse just dies. You get, you get stuck in like a quicksand or something, right? So, or like, is it like the, the swamp? Yeah. Oh, mate, like I, I played the uh, Ghost of uh, Kit, I, I'm still playing Ghost of uh, Shishima. Yeah. And you get a message off me when I talk about the horse dies. It's so yeah. sad. It's so sad. <laughs> There's like uh... a thing on the, on the YouTube, it's like, what is the, the saddest horse death in like gaming? And I feel rated. It's so sad because like his horse dies because he gets shot by yeah. arrows. And like, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't protect you. And he's uh, like, oh my, god. It's, it's like imagine Roach dies in The Witcher. Oh, you, you mean you mean it was part of the plot? It's part of the plot, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, so basically, oh. uh, he escapes, and they and the, the horse gets shot by arrows like four yeah. times. But the horse keeps taking him like to up north. Yeah. This is spoilers for Ghost of Shima, so uh, yeah. Um, apologies, but like. Yeah, they get up north, and basically he the horse can't go any far, and you know he he just falls down, and and then like Jin Sakai's like, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't um, yeah. protect you, and the horse just just dies, closes his eyes, and dies. It's so sad. Oh shit! And then the next thing you know, there's like he's got he's buried the horse in like a grave. It's like, oh my god! Oh my god! And his location on the map is called like a loyal friend's grave. Oh. <laughs> so sad, like. I'm but so like, fuck. is um. Is the horse in that game like a character in itself? Not really. It's like Roach, really. Like it's, yeah. it's like it's kind of like oh, you travel that the horse and stuff, right. and like you know it. The horse and the horse always helps Jin out of those it's, it's situations yeah. and stuff. But it's right. like in Witcher Three, if like Roach dies the end of it. Yeah, it's kind of got a feel- feeling because like yeah. <laughs> Also, I named my horse Nobu. He's like, I just named it, and now he's dead. <laughs> like, but then he goes, "Other horse name one." It's like it's not the same. It's like fuck this other horse. I want Nobu back. Anyway, so um, back to you get all the candles to him. Yeah, it's like it's like brushing um, against me. It's like no, Nobu did that. Yeah. You don't fuck off. Bro. As um as I mentioned earlier, uh, Captain Marvel just ups and leaves the plot, and she yeah. reappears. 
almost as like a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. To to destroy Thanos's mothership. Yeah. His yeah. like big yeah. ship, and he just basically he just destroys it in one shot. I, I love looking. We watching the fight scene. Yeah. And all that, and all that happening when they were fighting for the gauntlet and stuff. Yeah. I loved looking at Thanos' reaction because it goes from him being angry, like at the beginning he's like smiling, he's enjoying it yeah. and like then eventually, then uh, later on he gets angry and stuff like that and then in the end, when especially when his mother gets destroyed, his face drops, like yeah. panic mode, like yeah. shit, like, and then like obviously I, just, I love the ending when he dies, like it's so fitting like I never had a fully satisfied villain death since Voldemort's yeah. death like yeah, if I but, if I was, watching... don't you think it's almost like a Star Wars like thing where it's like it's like poetry or rhymes where at the end of Endgame he sits down, he's like he's tired, but he's triumphant. Yeah, and he sits down and he breathes out and he, he's he's content. Well, he's not triumphant. Then... He's an untriumph. He's not triumphant. Oh no, no. What I mean is in uh, in Infinity War, he's yeah, triumphant. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he relaxes. Yeah, and then it's oh. almost mirrored in this one where yeah. he sits yeah. down, relaxes. And it's and it's like he's so tired where he breathes out, not in like relaxation, but in like exasperation or like yeah, desperation. Yeah. And then he just fades away. Yeah. It's very similar and he, to like he gives up. If it's similar to like Voldemort, because Voldemort just like yeah. holds. Yeah. But obviously I mean more satisfaction around villain dies, because you want that villain to, to die, but that's a very satisfactory way, just fading yeah. to dust. And that's yeah. it then. Yeah. Well it's, it's like it's crumbling to nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, I, yeah. I think it's almost like it's like he, he breathes out in, in almost like desperation, as I said. It's like he gives up. Whereas the original Thanos only sort of sat down when he won. Yeah. He only allowed himself rest yeah. when his deed was done. Yeah. But now, like he he is like he's failed, and he instantly gives up. And he's the last guy to to go as well. And yeah. Like like yeah. save the best to last. Like yeah. I thought um, it was really good. That yeah. was just mirrored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, um, okay, so we could talk about the deaths of Black Widow and Tony Stark. We touched yeah. on Tony Stark, but like, what do you think about Tony Stark's death? You think it? Oh yeah, it was really, it's really, really emotional. Yeah. Especially the funeral scene in the end when you have all yeah. the characters there. Yeah, well, you got just... the original arc reactor, didn't it? Yeah, but also you you got like his his, his grave, his coffin, and then mm. the, the 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 camera pans out to show. Yeah. All these other characters yeah. there just paying like respect yeah. I, and mourning his death. I thought it was a bit weird how like they were all grouped together and like different like groups and I, I don't know like it, it seemed like a bit like rough like the editing there, but it was really good. You know, I think I think you just didn't want everyone too spaced out too together. I think yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think the, guard, like... the guardians are going to be a bit together, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to think is like they don't all know each other no but then yeah but then it's like all the important ones then at the end you've got like the really <laughs> yeah. secondary ones the so thunderbolt ross yeah nick fury maria hill are there and all oh that. yeah ross is there That's yeah a bit weird yeah it? yeah um, red hulk is there like what the hell yeah red hulk uh um but black widow's definitely a touch it. oh I, god yeah. i think it makes a touch around like paul kai goes with her if it was yeah. a different character well she has a like, good friendship with Captain America and that kind of romance with Hulk, but I think it was another, it was another character. It wouldn't have worked. But yeah. I think obviously she knows Hawkeye the yeah. most. She's closer to Hawkeye or them. 
Yeah. And like Hawkeye, obviously, she's saying, Hawkeye, let me, you know, you gotta like let me go. And Hawkeye doesn't want to, yeah. he wants to be the one to sacrifice himself. But yeah. obviously, he has a family and she does on him, uh, you know, to their children to be fatherless. Hmm. It's really sad, really sad. And obviously, no one is. Well, 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 she wants him to have the chance to get his children back. Yeah. And so his family back. Yeah, it's, it's really. And, and yeah. it mirrors, it really like, if you go, mirrors, if, when you go back in like the, when the, when uh, after she does that talk with um, uh, Captain Marvel and hologram, yeah, yeah. she's talking to like um, Captain America about like her life, like, oh, I yeah. you know, didn't marry, have kids, and yeah. any of that. Yeah. I, I do feel like the romance with Hulk and Black Widow is kind of like it was forced, wasn't it? no, yeah. but it's, it's, it's like they're trying to ignore it as well, yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't really, really like. Yeah, obviously, all you have is like Hulk. Press a Hulk throws like, what like a what like a um a seat a bench into like the river, and that's it. Like it's not yeah. doesn't focus a lot. Uh, I think that's also one of the criticisms I have about film is they they go past Black Widow's death really quickly. Yeah, also Tony Stark's yeah. death is very. Cause I feel yeah. like the end in the funeral is more for Tony Stark's funeral. Yeah. It's not Black Widow's funeral, which. Yeah. I've, I feel like, I mean, oh, Black Widow's dead. Have a yeah. fun message and sit down. I understand then, why yeah. they did that because it's like, oh, you know, it all started off with Iron Man, blah blah blah. Yeah. So like, they they needed to have like a an, an emphasis on Tony Stark's funeral. But yeah, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, w- why didn't they have like hers as well? You know. Yeah. And uh, <sighs> also, yeah. you gotta love the uh, the passion of the shield, the Captain America mantle yeah. from Steve yeah. Rogers, and uh, I do like this this character. Like, he's well, just. He's, he's I, done. He wants to go back. Yeah. And he has did, did you think it was back. good? Yeah. Did you think it was yeah. good? He went back and they were expecting him to come back and he never did. Yeah. And he reappears like as an old man and he's lived his life. I thought that was really yeah. good. I, I loved Cause it. Cause it I, instantly hits you. Like he's lived the life. Yeah. He's never had a chance. Like he's always struggled to yeah. be in the world he is, na- he is in now. Like it's, and you know, he, he, he wasn't, he was forced, you know, he didn't, yeah. wasn't, didn't want to be frozen for 70 yeah. years. And he missed that chance to have a life, and now he has the actually opportunity to go back and do it. Yeah, but to be with the girl that he loves. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, even like... like, even like after, um, it's a bit weird when like uh, in Civil War where he kisses Sharon Carter because like, yeah, it's like oh, it's the mother's daughter. It's a bit like he's more like oh, he's kissing her because it's Peggy Carter's daughter, which is a yeah. bit. I don't see any romance there, but it's, it's, it feels like, yeah, it's, that's a bit weird, but. You know, um, but yeah, he just the whole thing with Peggy. That's what he wanted, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I much prefer Infinity War, but I thought Endgame was pretty good. Yeah, the end is um, good. That we wrapped up. Yeah, so. and obviously it ends with also with or four going off of the Guardians. Yeah, that was great. Um, Hawkeye returned to his family. Yeah, um, and obviously then T'Challa. Returning to, returning to Wakanda, and you know they always again set up their roles. Peter Parker returning back to school, yeah, which obviously we're going to talk about now and soon in Far From Home. But like you know, the idea of Tony Stark's death really, you know, it's held him. He doesn't forget it. Yeah, like you know, it's that baggage of him. Like he has to live with now that his mentor's gone. Yeah, and like he's more much on his own now, really, because. The Avengers really—they're not really disbarred, but they're not the same anymore. 
which is going to be interesting when it comes to Phase 4. Hmm. But I'm glad they're not doing any Avengers movies right now. Yeah. I'm glad Phase 4 is going to be these very small... Yeah, it was slowed down, wasn't it? Slowed yeah. down and you know, doing other stuff. Cause yeah. You, yeah, having a good, having our Avengers film straight away, obviously, from that, then you have to incorporate the new villain and yeah. you want to get everybody... You want to introduce new characters and I think Phase 4 is the way they're going and I, and I do like it. Yeah. All right, cool. So, anything else you want to say about in-game? Yeah. Um, the pre- the, the, I remember rumours they were going to have... Um, oh, what's that girl? That girl like, remember the rumours that came came off um, after Infinity War about in-game and they were going to have uh, Death in it, portrayed by Sophia Botella in it. Oh, yeah. They thought they were going to bring in Death into, like... Um, they didn't. I mean, I think they might do eventually, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm glad but, they didn't. No, they didn't. But like, I remember like him theories about that. Like, and also like, oh, Adam Warlock's going to be in there. That's why they like hinted at Adam Warlock. Yeah. In um, Guardians Volume Two, but obviously, I think it's good that like he wasn't in it because imagine like having Captain Marvel come in and then Adam Warlock come in. It's a lot more personal if he was defeated yeah. by like not some really overpowered. Like hero, mm. just a man in a suit, yeah. iron suit. <laughs> Love that. Anyways, um, that's me finished. So we're nearly finished phase three. We've got one more film, and that is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Came out in 2019, and it's the, the last film of phase three, and directed by John Watts. Now, what do you think about this film? Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I, th- I find it quite poor, really. I think it's enjoyable it's, that you know it's it's got I think it's got the same like I think it's got the same it's it I think the way it's poorly placed the same as Ant Man of Wasp it's yeah like it struggled with that whole post in post Avengers like syndrome yeah but I mean and there's there, there aren't a lot of high expectations anyway no you know? no no but it's, it's all about Peter like and you know trying to be. Like I'd be the next mantle vine, like yeah. take out Tony Stark's role yeah. as Defender, as Avenger, yeah. and obviously then you've got Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. And I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal was easily the best part of this film. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. He's good in anything he's in, though. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. high praise all round for it. Yeah, but like obviously the you know the whole the whole joke from Home comes, the whole kind of that style of jokes comes back into Far From Home. Yeah, I feel like at times also it like it was too much of it, but yeah, yeah, it was like a, but, a, a but, struggle with Guardians Volume Two. Yeah, I I think though with a Spider Man film it needs to be quite light and humorous. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, and and I'm glad that I mean I know they were going for the who like oh you know this is a Mysterio from another universe so he's going to be a good guy, but I'm glad that it was like the the the, the uh, plot twist was that he's really evil. Or yeah. he's, he's a bad guy. I thought yeah. that was really good because I don't know. He just I don't know. He worked better as a villain, I think, and he got oh, into yeah. uh, Peter's head. Yeah. You know, and well, very, he, very. Yeah, good. yeah, exactly, exactly. And all, yeah. and the um, the scenes where he like um, where he manipulates Peter, and Peter has his visions of like dead, dead yeah. Tony Stark, Iron Man. Yeah, and if it, it was like Peter has some guilt about it as yeah. well, like. Yeah. Well, well, I think. He has guilt, but like it's only also it's, it's it's emphasized like, by uh, yeah. Quentin also, Beck. it's like losing his father figure. Yeah, really, and yeah. I mean, uh, and, and then, 
Oh, so, sorry, yeah. No, what are you saying? Oh, I was going to say, like, as I said in, like, the last episode, like, Tony Stark was the, was more, like, um, of a strict mentor, like, you know, a father yeah. figure, but then yeah. um, Quentin Beck was more of, like, um, a cool sort of, like, uncle, yeah. or, like, a, fa- yeah. a cool like, father figure, so. Yeah, yeah. And it's good to have a kind of relationship with um, with the hero and the villain as well. Yeah. Do you reckon this film... Sh- I don't think this film should have been the last of Phase 3. I think they should have ended Phase 3 with Endgame and have this film yeah. be, like, part of Phase 4. I don't... I don't I don't see how his film can be the end. Do you get what I mean? Like, how, yeah, how can he really yeah. set up phase four? Yeah. Like, what? You've got the scrolls, yeah. apparently. Nick Fury's a scroll. Um, you know, you've got... Well, it, it, it was the same thing. I mean? yeah. yeah. It was the same thing yeah. as the first Ant-Man film. Yeah. Like, Ant-Man, just... number one, was the end of phase two, I think. Yeah. I don't understand what... I, but... Okay, and uh, what I do like about this film is, well, these other films are stuff I do like about this film. It's not like absolutely awful, yeah. But I do like the way it it further explores the, the, like the world during during the snap and post snap. Because think about it, you're going to have like what kids that in their thirteen, uh, like thirteen year old kids going back to school and all their friends who weren't killed hit by the the snap or blip. That's what they call it in this film. Yeah, the blip. They were going to be like eighteen and stuff. You got like what? You got like I don't know, like marriages where like the husband <laughs> or wife disappears and then they remarry and then yeah, people come back. It's looking at that one also. Think about it as well. Like I remember, having, I remember listening to a podcast about uh, about like or how the context of Far From Home within the MCU universe, like the the in universe of the MCU, and how it can be like an increase of crime because there's going to be obviously. Um, the population is going to rise again because these people come back. It's going to be people unemployed and stuff yeah. like that. And then you, you're going to have like crim, criminal like organizations are going to take advantage of this and stuff like that. And it's really interesting, really. I thought, you know, it's stuff you, you wouldn't think of, but like what happens if the world, half the population of the world disappears and five years yeah. later they come back? What, huh. what can you it's do? A, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? And it's like, and it's like this is a new version, a new like period of like crime as well, a new period of humanity. Yeah. I was, and obviously you can have a lot of people unemployed, aren't they? Yeah. Like you can, you know, people have to start back up stuff and, and stuff like that. It's yeah. really interesting. But I, I don't think Spider-Man was the film to establish that. No, no. Yeah. But I think going to other cities and stuff is an yeah. idea of looking around these other countries yeah. and seeing it. I wonder if but, um, Shang-Chi is going to establish something like that, or maybe the Eternals will. Yeah, I think for, so that's what Phase 4 is going to be doing. Phase 4 is going to be a very post-snap world. Yeah. And it's going that's, to be, that's awesome. You need to copyright that. What, post-snap? No, a very post-snap world. Sounds very cool. <laughs> but like, I think like you know, Falcon Wind Soldier is going to look at like the ah, yeah. shield, the government after the post-snap. Yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi, as you said, might look at like uh, China, the Far East, post, yeah. post, uh, the post snap. Um, Eternals probably going to be like obviously more cosmic, yeah, as well. And yeah, so that's going to be obviously looking at like the cosmic side of the aftermath of the post snap, and uh, yeah. you know, and all, you know, and all that, and um, for Ragnarok, no, for Love and Thunder. So yeah. you, you know, oh, we did forget about talking about. Um, the Asgardians in the... 
Ah, uh, yeah. In um, Endgame, <laughs> like, but they, they, they are staying on Earth now, aren't they? Um, yeah, he gives so. the mantle. He gives the mantle to Valkyrie as queen. Because he doesn't want to be king. Like he's, he just doesn't want to be king. Uh, yeah. Well, they're doing that. I think it's called like New Asgard or something. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. In like Norway, you know, uh, you know, they that's their home now. You know, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I think I was yeah. Thor's, like gone to do his own thing. But um, yeah. So. <laughs> Well, as to what the uh, next Spider-Man is going to be, the next uh, MCU episode will do. But um, I liked how they just basically just yeah, like, outdid Spider-Man. Yeah, that's, they know that's who amazing, is. It's never yeah. been done before, yeah. and and no one was expecting it as well. They yeah. weren't setting it up as well. well like he's... it was good. How they, they introduced J. Jonah Jameson as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Was, I'm so glad. I was so glad he came back. Well, well they had um, what's his face, didn't they? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Mm. They actually had J.K. Simmons to come back, but but uh, J. Jonah Jameson was almost like um, uh, an Alex Jones Infowars sort of character, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. really good. Yeah, it's like because uh, what was it like? Um, like J. Jonah Jameson in the original Spider-Man trilogy, he's like oh, he's like office working in his office, yeah, doing like physical newspapers and stuff. But obviously, this is a very much technological different difference now, where stuff's online, yeah, on YouTube. Reports on YouTube, like everything's redone by TV and stuff. Yeah, well, and obviously, yeah, he's like an Alex Jones in this, type. Yeah, he's this generation's version of the tabloid, um, sort of like uh, journal. Oh, pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, I, I hope they bring him back. I think you'll come back in the third one, but I'd like to see where the third one's going to be about because obviously, people know who Peter Parker is going to be. Like it's gonna be a very different world for Peter Parker. And, yeah, uh, really. Yeah, because in Civil War, the comic he reveals his uh, identity to the world in the yeah. comics. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think the next one might be about like maybe he's in exile, or maybe he's in hiding. So, yeah. you know, what what does that mean? Does that mean he's gonna do some like undercover stuff, or you know, is he gonna I fight think, bad I guys? Like there's rumor, cover, like you know? a theory about what happens if Aunt May gets killed in like the next one. Do you reckon they'll go that route? They will literally kill off Aunt May. Well, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Do you, do you know what I just said? Oh, no, sorry, what did you say? Would they, is it how the theory, like, would they kill off Aunt May in the next Spider Man film? Oh, I mean, I'd be dark, it, but yeah, like, it'd, be, it'd be, be a game changer. But I, I don't think they're going to make Spider Man 3 like a very fun film, light film, as yeah. compared to Far From Home and Homecoming. I think this is going to be quite dark. It's not quite dark, but it's yeah. going to be very different tone because obviously it's gonna be serious now it's, yeah it's like they people are gonna come, come and be coming after Pete Parker yeah and everyone he knows is gonna be in danger well, well maybe he's like obviously like Tom Holland is like he's gonna be older maybe they'll want yeah. a more mature a less jokey version maybe yeah, like he's realized yeah. that him being outed has ruined his life you know yeah yeah he, obviously he's not gonna be in school anymore you know he's not gonna be like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's going to be like in hiding, probably. You know, like, yeah. well, I, I want to be surprised by what happens. Let, let's hope it isn't called homesick. I, I would be disappointed if they they start off the new film and it's like if they were able to cover it up and people yeah don't think he's Peter Parker. Yeah, stuff. that'd be disappointing. Like, but you know, you'd be like, oh, that yeah. was like you know, like a joke. That, that yeah, I don't know. Um, right. 
right. So I we'll think that's off it. it, really. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're cooking good for the post-credit scenes, and then we talk about the Stanley cameos. That cool, with you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, po- so let's go through them. So we have uh, this is for um, Infinity War. We have Nick Fury and Maria Hill being killed by the um, being taken by the snap, and then before. He goes. He he uh, he sends a message to Captain Marvel. It sets up Captain Marvel about everyone knows Captain Marvel is going to be the next Avengers film. Yeah. And then Ant Man and Wasp, you have got uh, Ant Man the Quantum Realm, and whilst um, Hope, Janet, and Hank are taken by the um, snap, so so uh, Scott Lang stuck in the Quantum Realm. It's like. Was it like five minutes in the quantum realm he was in? Yeah. Well, so it was like five years. In the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we've got Captain Marvel. We've got her, um, you know, um, arriving at the, well, before, well, before the events of Endgame. And he's like, oh, where, he's, she's looking for where, where Fury is. And that leads to the events of Endgame. Yeah. Yep, and uh, obviously, Avengers Endgame has got hasn't got a post credit scene. Uh, it does work, I think. I don't think that there's no yeah. need to. Yeah, that, that, that's good fitting. And then, Spider Far From Home, you have got um, obviously Peter being revealed as Spider Man by Quentin Beck before Quentin Beck's yeah. death. So I'm trying to think which one's my favorite. Um, I'm just going to say, like, my favorite is the Spider Man one. Yeah. As much uh, as I, yeah, I, I dislike, well, I, I, I was a bit, you know, meh about um, far from far from home, but I did like the post credits. I think I, I think I like agree with you. I think only because I agree with you, and the only reason, not why I agree, only reason why I agree with you, but like I agree with you, and my reason for choosing this one is because it's setting up something that we don't know about yet. Yeah, exactly. And I think re looking through these other post credit scenes, obviously the post credit scene of. Uh, Infinity War, Amanda Wasp, and Captain Marvel is all setting up Endgame. Yeah. And then now this one's like, oh, this is going to be what the fuck's going to happen next? The big exactly. question. Yeah. question mark. The rhetorical question, the unanswerable question, <laughs> until until I think it's sorted out with COVID and then everything comes back again and then we know. But I think Spider-Man's not going to come out for like another two years, three years. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, now let's talk about um, let's talk about Stanley cameos. We'll pick our favourite Stanley cameo. Okay. Right. So, um, so Stanley cameo. So in Iron Man one, Stanley cameos as Hugh Hefner. Remember, remember that one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Incredible Hulk. He is one. He is a man who is drinking a cola with banned blood in it, and he passes out, and that's how they know. Where the Hulk is, and the Hulk is in uh, Brazil. Yep. Yep. And Iron Man Two, he betrays like a uh, you know version of Larry King in the first Avenger. He's a general in the White House ceremony. He says, "I thought he would be taller <laughs> or shorter." I can't remember. Um, four, he's a truck driver who tries to tow Monier out of the crater. Um, in the Avengers, he's a guy playing chess in the end, and he says. Superheroes in New York, give me a break. Um, <laughs> so Iron Man 3, he's a judge in the beauty pageant. 
in the dark world, he is the guy who asked Selvig in the insane asylum, can I have my shoe back, please? <laughs> and in the Winter Soldier, he is the Smithsonian security guard who realises Captain America's uniform is gone, and he says, oh, man, oh, damn, I am so fired. Uh, um, Guardians 1, he is flirting with a woman when the rocket is going through trying to find people to steal. And uh, Age of Ultron, he is drinking the Asgardian liquor, liquor at the party. And he's like, oh, I was in um, Normandy. I, you know, I can drink this. And obviously he passes out, uh, gets to get carried out of the party. And Ant-Man is, he's a bartender in Louis' breakdown of events. And in Civil War, he's a FedEx driver. Is this, this is for Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Doctor Strange, he is the guy inside the bus reading a book while while um, uh, Doctor Strange hits the side of the bus. Do you remember that scene, Welsh? Yeah. And then we've got Guardians Volume 2, he is with the Watchers. That's one. And, uh, and he's in the post-credit scene for that. In Homecoming, he is shouting at Peter from his department, apartment window, don't let me come, don't let me come down here, you punk. And Ragnarok, he's he's, uh, Sakari's barber, who gives Thor a close shave. Uh, Black Panther, he is the first gambler in the uh, casino scene. In Infinity War, he's a school bus driver. And whilst all the kids are shocked by a spaceship arrival in uh, New York, he says, what's wrong with your kids? You've never seen a spaceship before. And uh, in Ant-Man the Wasp, he has his car shrunk. And in Endgame, he is in that scene where they go back to 1973 and he drives past, um, I think, yeah, he drives past, uh, I think they're in the car, Tony and Captain America. And he says, uh, make love, not war, uh, guy. He's a make, I, I put him down as make love, not war guy. And Captain Marvel, he's reading his lines from more rats, which is really touching because obviously that straight after his death as well, that film. And obviously then you had that, yeah. That um, you know, a home art room in the beginning with the fanfare, yeah, and um, and that's it. He didn't. He did. Obviously, that was he did. That was his last one in the end game. He's and sat. He did make one in Far From Home, but you know, sad that he stopped going to come back um, for future ones. But but you know, it's always lovely like watching films trying to find the Stanley cameo. Yeah. Obviously, it was another Marvel films as well, but uh, we'll do that another day. But yeah, that's it. So, uh, which is your favorite? Um, I don't know. I do like the um, Thor: The Dark World. Oh, the, when, that's uh, the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I thought that was really good. I, I don't know, like, yeah, it's really funny. I think Very unexpected as well. I do like. Um, I do like. I think I have to go over the Make Love Not War. I love that. Oh, yeah. I think I fit so well, and it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. But close second, I would definitely be the superheroes in New York. Give me a break. It's just kind of yeah, so ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's cool. So um, let's um, let's do our favorite MCU films from um, least favorite to most favorite. So do you want to start or shall I? Um, well, like list them all off, or yeah, we always do it for uh, the Marvel films. Remember that. Oh, do you mean like for all of them, or, oh, no, just, or just like this this phase? Just this phase, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So 
I don't know. I'd say like Infinity War. Um, uh, yeah, Infinity War. I think, and I'll, I, I do mind. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, right. So, and number one, I have to say Endgame. It was the yeah. the whole climax of the uh, the main point, the significant film of the MCU. Everything correlates from here. Every, you know, like everything leads to here, and the 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 branches is going to create for. The future MCU are going to be really great. I'm looking forward to it. And the idea that Russo Brothers able to film a massive fight scene that was like yeah. literally oh, never done before. Like it was literally went off the limits, like over, off the scale and made a film that is very emotional and very emotional, funny and just great to watch. And I can rewatch it again. It's one of those films I can watch that's three hours long, and I'll, I'll rewatch it again. Uh, but it doesn't feel like it's a three-hour-long film, and that's because the pacing is really good in this film. Um, and obviously, my second, oh, I, I'm, I, I stupidly, um, I done it from my be- best to uh, worst. Actually, I'll start from the, the, the uh, least. Right. I do it from the least, least favorite. Um, go way down. Um, so, um, so look, so. And number 11, I've got uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I've talked about, I feel like a bit too much of a filler episode. The story, I think it was just a repeat of the first Ant-Man with like a little bit of like uh, uppity with it. Um, so Far From Home, I'd give a 10. Same, similar reason. Um, I think, um, yeah, I don't know why this film was in Last of Phase 3. It was kind of like a filler one. And it didn't really delve into much of that, like, you know, the whole post-snap, really. And, um, you know, I think it was setting up the third one, really. It's like the, it's like the film in the middle, really. Um, yeah. And then number nine, I've got Guardians Volume 2. Yeah, um, obviously, I think the, the, the humour, I wasn't, like, a big fan of the humour, too much in my face and stuff. And I thought we were talking about Phase 3, wasn't it? Yeah, this is Phase 3. Oh, I thought you meant like this, this half of no, the no, no. Because I said to you oh, after right, we're doing, right. we're doing all the phase three all right. episode. You don't listen, for God's sake! Like, God, it's like my teacher asking you haven't done your homework. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so, um, yeah, volume two. I didn't find the humour that too much in my first. Too much humour. Too much of the same type of humour as well. Um, you know. Just, I did like the story. I, I feel like the villain was quite bland. And yeah, that, that's really it. Um, I'll have to say Captain Marvel goes at number eight. Again, the story wasn't the best. Carl Freelance has a good performance as Carl Danvers. And I feel like Hannah Blackwood, the film, said this one would be a lot better. And basically, like the whole, like, oh, this is the most powerful fe- superhero. And uh, I think if it was too much of like female, uh, you know, like uh, too much feminine empowerment and stuff, if it was like too much in my face, I'll put it down as like a bit lower on the list. Like, um, but that's it. Doctor Strange, yeah, I do like this origin story. It's not the best origin story, but the effects make it great. And Ben the Carnbatch's Stephen Strange is great. Number six is Black Panther. Black Panther, you know, I loved, I really, I loved the um, story. 
the allegories of the story, the symbolism of the story. I think it's a really good film, very inspiring film for African-Americans, uh, black cinema and all that. I did, the effects were a bit, CGI a bit off, but also then the, the performances of um, the Chala, the performances of Chadwick Boseman and Mark B. Jordan as well as others make it stand out. Homecoming got number five. I do love, you know, like, I think uh, Tom Holland as P. Parker is probably the best Spider-Man. The humour is great. The villains really laid out, and you can feel sympathy for the, for the villain. Like a new change for like the villains in the MCU and in Marvel. And like you know the idea of looking at a younger superhero and how he tries to fit, his, how he's trying to find his place in the world. And it's great. We all uh, we all like you know go for that path when we we're at age and we still do it now when we're in a you know when we're in our youngest, when we, when we are in our youth. And then number four, I've got uh, Civil War. Great, great story. Great story for Captain America and his relationship with Bucky Barnes and his relationship with Tony Stark. The, the, the airport scene between heroes fighting each other is great. Uh, you know, you're torn between the two teams. You don't know which one is right, which one is wrong. You look at their agendas and, you know, the idea of, like, Superheroes possibility is great. Number three for Ragnarok. You know, this is the the breath of fresh air that the full franchise needed and made the full franchise actually really like sick. Great. Uh Chris Hensworth loving playing four. Taco T did an amazing job. I loved the music, the style, the Flash Gordon style. Like very different than other MCU films, and, and I really I really enjoy it. Um, you know, the story was great as well. And then obviously then second is uh, Infinity War. Always building up the Infinity War. I found it very tight. I I, I found it very emotional as well. Like the odds ne- weren't in their favours. It was so tense. You just didn't know what was going to happen. And the snap and the end was a big shock to the gut, to be honest, where you just get plenty of sleepless nights after coming out of the cinema watching it. And still more sleep tonight if we watch it again. And obviously, Endgame, I say, yeah, best one out the phase three. What about you? Yeah, um, I, I can't be asked to like list them all off. I just do like bottom three and top three. Oh, you're so lazy, um, you are. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I can't like you know, I can't like group them all. But um, so like you know, like my, my absolute like worst of the, this phase is um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to say like. Far from home, um, I don't know. It's basically just you know, for the same right. I'd say far from home and Ant Man and the Wasp for the same reasons. Basically, they just like I don't know. It, it was just like an attitude of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I just think that they are like you know the sequels don't bring anything original to it. I like the I like the villains that they introduced, but I don't like the characterization of the ghost or Goliath and Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, and then also, um, I don't know, maybe like, I don't really like, um, oh, let, let's just say I, I don't really like, um, sort of Captain Marvel. I think it's just quite, you know, like, blah. but then my top three, uh, I have to say, um, Civil War is, uh, like, I guess the bronze in my eyes, you know, I, I like the sort of. Um, oh, that's your third. Your third, turn. is it? 
yeah, yeah I just like how they just you know they, they turn the idea of oh you know they're really like you know happy-go-lucky you know characters they always work together it's like no their ideologues I love how they sort of clash or they're forced to go on different sides I love Helmut Zemo as the villain and I like um, how Thunderbolt Ross was characterized in the film um, number two I'll have to say is um, Infinity War just because of how it was it was clean it was tight how um, how each sort of different group of heroes worked together and how like they interacted how like Thor bounced off the Guardians of the Galaxy um, and then takes the top spot I've got to say I've got to say is Thor Ragnarok it's just uh, I, I love I love yeah, I love the take that Taika Waititi took with Thor. I love the the, the recharacterization of Thor as this, almost like a wisecrack in sort of like Thunder God. You know, they cut his hair, they got rid of Mjolnir, and they made him start from scratch. So it was, it was basically a hero's journey, a classical hero's journey. They introduced um, a more, um, I don't know, a more like sympathetic Hulk character. They introduced Valkyrie, which was very cool. Um, the, the Grandmaster, portrayed by Jeff Goldblum, was a very funny character. Korg, you know, Meek, a very, very good film. I loved the visuals, music. I loved everything about it. That's great. You know that's, that's great. My, uh... That's great. And we're done with uh, the MCU, the first three phases. And, uh, yeah. Got so, it eventually. Yeah, got it eventually. Like, uh, <laughs> I knew this episode was going to be a long one. And it's going to be a lot to talk about, especially when you talk about Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah. It, was, it could be like, it couldn't be like, Films we could have glossed over quickly. Yeah, you had to talk in depth about it. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I find it really struggle. To be honest, I don't blame you about the um, the ranking because I struggled as well trying to find yeah. my uh, like trying to put them in order. I knew what my top three were, but like, oh, which yeah. ones could be the worst one? And uh, yeah, change them around a bit. But yeah, um, uh, right. So I'm we're going to be doing a. MCU film discussion about well, obviously there's another MCU discussion about future MCU films. So looking at phase four, we'll go through phase four, see you know, talk about what's gonna happen, any the, the news surrounding who's gonna be in it, and any other stuff we want to see in the future. Who we want to be at the next big bad after Thanos. My hopes is I do want to go a bit Doctor Doom. Yeah, because Doctor, Doctor Doom. Doom is very powerful in the comics, and he's power on par with Thanos, even more powerful than Thanos in some way in the comics. We depend on um, what your argument is, but yeah, I want to go for that. Um, I I do think they should next big bad should be like a villain that's very much like Earthbound, not another cosmic yeah. villain. Yeah, like I I, I, like, I mean we'll talk about this in the next. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. 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 I like, saw like, agree. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so we're looking at all that. So, um, anything else you want to say, uh, Welsh, before we finish? Um, no, I think we've uh, th- thoroughly uh, elaborated on the, yeah. th- the phase. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. So, it's all, all that juicy stuff to come to an end. Um, <laughs> so, we are going to, next, ep- next episode, we are going to uh, talk about the future of DCU. DC fandom is coming out on um, tomorrow. I'm going to be watching parts of it. And then we'll get back and talk about like what we'll see. There's a new Suicide Squad film from Rocksteady I really want to talk about and learn more about. And also we've got the films and TV shows. And then um, next next week, Keats is coming back and we're going to be looking at South Park. Uh, talk about our favourite episodes from South Park. And yeah. Whoop, um, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> bring, bring in Mr. Hankies and... Um, nice. 
yeah, the spring hanky and the toy rolls. I think it was called. No, what's the what's the what's the poo name? Christmas, um, Mr. Hanky, Mr. the Christmas Hank, poo, the yeah. Christmas poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the Christmas critters, bring the Christmas critters as well. <laughs> um if you know if you know you know so yeah so um thank you everybody for listening of course i'm your host uh reese bolton and i'm signing off hope you all have a good weekend bye-bye bye-bye i'm reese jones bye-bye bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs>